0: Welcome Vinylers and Vinylettes On today's show is a guy with so many links to Bowie It's obscene He's got some great stories Some great spooky stories And he's a massive Bowie fan He's been on the stage with actors He's been on the stage with musicians He's really just been on stage all his life By the looks of him And thankfully He's still game to come on our show Well Lee You're the biggest Bowie fan I know Or I thought you were So what do you think about that Lee? Who's the biggest Bowie fan? You or our next guest? Fortunately, I
1: might have to concede. I've never been more intimidated or threatened by a boy fan in my life. There's things that boy fans can buy, and there's things that nobody can just buy. And this man has the experience of the latter.
0: Absolutely. So without further ado, let me introduce to you guys Gav Mitchell. Gav Mitchell, who you may know and may recognise. For any of those that are
1: Scottish and listening to this and you've not been aware of Gav Mitchell, please turn off just now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was wandering down Craigline, wait, hey, hey, thinking this just might be my day hey, 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 to get a wee drink With the love, my mates. I heard a rumor there's a superstar, cleaning glasses and tending bar, serving toasties garnished with dodgy pants. There's a bar. There's a man waiting in the pub he likes to keep on serving But he thinks we've had enough Oh, let Jack and Victor drink that Let Jack and Victor drink this You know my pint, they ain't fresh. Hey Gareth, how's it going?
2: Oh, all right, nothing a bullet wouldn't affect.
1: Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> How many bullets do you need? <laughs>
3: oh,
2: just the one. Okay. As long as it's a dumb dumb bullet. <laughs> <laughs> can you hear me all right? Is
3: the yeah, sound
2: can you hear all right? yes. I'm just using my phone. I might have to, uh, I might panic and move it at some point because I'm running out of charge.
0: No problem, Gav. We can see you. We can hear you. All absolutely splendid. Um, is, is, that, is, is that a convict's kind of jumper you've got there? Dennis that, the menace?
2: My Dennis the Menace jumper. <laughs> yeah. Me and the dog running about with a catapult. And
1: stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Are you feeling menacing today? Is that what you're trying to
0: tell us? Is that a warning?
2: <laughs> like somebody's getting it. <laughs> as
0: long as it's Bob. It's, it's, definitely, it's definitely working as an intimidatory tactic, isn't it? Oh, we're, definitely. We're, we're, we're suddenly very careful what we're talking about now. Warning jumpers. <laughs>
2: Six o'clock. <laughs> I like how used to are kind of matching there.
0: Yes, yes. Oh, we're oh, we're matching with the. B. ran dead. That's the Aberdeen Vinyl record sweatshirt. Oh, says more about it than cash ever can. (laughs) Just as well in the
1: complete absence of cash. pretty much, much, yeah. yeah, yeah. Kind of helps at these times.
2: No, I mean, I'm back doing the docks, just selling my arse again.
1: (laughs) Can't I make much for that, surely?
2: Well, you'd be surprised if gone. Uh, There's room for plenty. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Especially
1: at my age. You do, like, two-for-one specials, are you? More than two-for-one, hey.
4: Party's
0: a go-go. Oh, <laughs> oh, I'm glad we didn't start off with anything too risky.
3: I know we're, yeah, glad not, of of we're like, but we started recording? because
0: This is a off. very respectable <laughs> show, I hope you I, understand. I There's an, an alert in from Zoom's kind of like, sensors <laughs> yeah, side, yeah. You know. Um, well, it's <laughs> great to see you, Gav, you're looking well.
2: Fuck. Oh. I'm not you know. I had a shower for years. I'm naked to oh. the waste do right
0: I? Prove <laughs> <laughs> it. Join the club.
1: <laughs> I can't eat,
2: but Doug's too busy licking me. Oh.
1: <laughs> you must constantly be out of stock of peanut butter. Then, no, <laughs> it's ice cream. Me likes is it? Chunky monkey. They always want about what they like. You've got to get some pleasure too, eh? <laughs> like, eh exactly. Everybody wins. You have a stick of my
4: cookie dough. Oh, Jesus,
0: man. Good dog. Good dog. <laughs> At some stage we'll talk about David Bowie, but I mean we'll get to that. Get that Where did you get <laughs> David Bowie from? <laughs> did I feel
1: guilty, Gav? It's not what comes out of the mouth, it's what goes through the mind. <laughs> well
0: that's it. That's it. That's absolutely true. This is Lee, incidentally, Gav. This is Lee. How you doing? Uh, yeah. Absolute pleasure to meet you, buddy. And, uh, pleasure. Thank thanks you for you thanks, thanks for coming on today. Lee not Lee, at all. Lee uh helps us out in the shop and uh he also does his own podcast. And it's thanks to Lee that we had this idea because we were in our shop one time uh, serving some customers and somebody said, I recognize your voice to him. I thought, how do you recognise his voice <laughs> Bob silently <laughs> pissed off it's in my fucking shop they talk about you recognise his voice says, I just
1: gave you a discount <laughs> you know, this is Aberdeen this is a big deal uh, yeah definitely <laughs> and she was a wee as well hey you must have been double pissed off
0: <laughs> and he said I recognize, recognize his voice for the podcast and at that point I thought we need that podcast yeah. for the shop I just so I can hear my voice too yeah know? yeah yeah of course of course No likes sales. Sound his own voice <laughs> I've never knows <noticed>. never <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, That's we've, also, we've also got uh, Ross here helping us out. He's our engineer and uh, cohort. Hello. Oh, Hello. He's,
4: he's got, got two hands. The <laughs> he, does, he does have <laughs> Thank two. Thank God. Hello.
1: Here he comes. <laughs> <laughs> I just kept in a the cage. I
0: just in a cage. Sometimes. It's <laughs> <as> all, <laughs> enge- <laughs> all engineers should be. Get back in there. Get the gym mask back (laughs) on. Under the (laughs) table. Actually,
1: do you know what, Gav I might have to get the peanut butter out. See if that that (laughs) trick
3: works.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Sound engineer (laughs) (laughs) extraordinaire. Ross
0: Ross is making a complaint to his
2: Ross looks more like a caramel swirl man to (laughs) me.
4: please
0: Cherry Garcia, that's a hell of a goodness. <laughs> well, She's that's good. uh, it. It's very good of you to come on, Gav. You know, I'll see this is it's good of you to come on. Oh, no, usual. I mean, it's fine.
2: I mean, it's fine. four grand's fine. <laughs> Bob said it was
4: eight. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait a minute. I'll give the other 40 charity. <laughs> or, or Bob's pocket? At the other four. That's, that's why I was saying. Ice thinking. cream charity.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You'll be buying shares of ice cream. That's a lot of than that. <laughs> <laughs> as you know as you know Gal, we're, we're a vinyl record shop and uh, I thought of you for a number of reasons but one was that you're a gigantic Bowie fan but uh... Uh, Jimmy Bowie Hi, <laughs> 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 it's a fine lad isn't it Jimmy, uh, Jimmy need Bowie, Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> but as it turns out, I think I might have said to you, uh, Bowie is the best selling artist in our shop by yeah. a long ways, the yeah. most sought after. So, I could say Bowie was, um, he's definitely the best. We've been in Aberdeen for about eight years, and Bowie's, if I had a, if, if it offered a collection to buy in for the shop, if it's if it's Beatles or if it's Fleetwood Mac or Rolling Stones or Bowie, Although I love the Beatles. Yeah. It's always Bowie I prefer to buy because he sells there, far yeah. quicker. His fan base is very dedicated as well. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, yeah.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: I think especially since he's passed away as well, it's just become so collectible and yeah. stuff. Yeah.
0: But, there is
4: that.
2: there and is that. And people cult- rediscovering them as well, a whole new generation, I think. Too, Definitely. Getting, uh, getting into him, I think there's that as well. When did you get into him? When? Yeah. Um, I, I don't, you know, I almost can't remember. I think it has started, I, I am that classic, I don't know if I've made this up. <laughs> so, so many people have said this, but that classic moment in 1972 when he sang Starman and talking Pop, yeah, I yeah. do remember that playing with well, my wee Corgi Motors in the yeah. the living room and looking up and this guy sort of pointing at me straight out the screen. And I thought, he's pointing to me. Um, <laughs> I think there's that memory. And then my brother's 10 years older than me. So he always loved his music. And I always remember the, the, the sleeve of Aladdin Sane sitting in the gatefold sleeve. You oh, know? yeah. yeah. Uh, and when I was a kid, kind of staring, and I'm having no kind of genitalia. And, um,
3: <laughs>
2: and me thinking, oh, here, oh, check myself in the toilet. Is that, is that what you should look like? I don't know if you've and got uh, a growth or if you've been better off, you know. Oh, he needs to see a doctor, that man. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a leak coming out his shoulder. <laughs> what is that? I
3: saw that. Because
2: he's got the
4: genitalia.
2: Uh, <laughs> genitalia and he seems to have some kind of viral thing in his clavicle bone. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, so, and there was that. But my, my big brother, I think music for me is, has always been important because... Uh, uh, but very, very varied. You know, if it's getting up for school in the morning, my granny getting me ready to hear, him, you know, video quiet, two, six, one, all together, stouten. In fact, <laughs> <laughs> Dave
0: Marshall? By Aye, it was Dave, Dave Marshall. Dave, Dave, yeah, oh, yeah.
2: Well done, Bob. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was indeed Dave, Dave Marshall. So I uh, used to listen to Dave Marshall before I went to school. And then my mum was used to listen to oh, dear old, God bless these cotton socks, Sydney Divine uh, and Franks. I was going to say Frank Skinner, Frank
4: Skennett. Frank Skerritt, that's right. So I used
2: to hear, uh, you know, anything from country to old stuff and my mum's music and old crooners and things. And then my dad would play me um, classical. But he would sit me in his knee and he talked me through. So he'd play something like Tchaikovsky's 1812 Overture. Uh, but he would say, listen to this, that's them retreating, and this is them attacking, and here's the celebration. And So he would draw pictures for me while listening to classical music, and he'd also play some musicals like The Music Man and things like that. And then my brother, being 10 years older than me, and those days you could walk in and out of jobs. So he would a lot of disposable income, so he was just bringing vinyl into the house all the time. That's a good big brother. Aye, and he, and, mm-hmm. you know, and he was great. He would go, come here, come here, come here, and take me into his room and plonk me down and play his latest piece of vinyl. Oh, brilliant! Yeah. As long as I could remember. Fantastic. Um, so much so that, funnily enough, you know, he loved the classics, the like Beatles, the Stones, and he changed his style and his music that he was in on a, a weekly, if not daily, basis. You know, <laughs> but, but but so much so that. I believed for years <laughs> that the Beatles actually had been in my house for lunch. <laughs> 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 it's true. And it was because I used to be terrible. I was terrible at um, coming home from primary school. I, I, I used to just wander about and get lost and be in a wee dream world. And I'd come home, my gran would have my, my lunch ready and say, well, what catch? Why are you late again? And I'd be, oh, I was up. Walking past, and this witch here or you know, a kangaroo jumped out. <laughs> these crazy, you know, daft stories for a six year old. Is that right? What happened with the kangaroo? boxing clubs, and this. <laughs> and went, okay, and then I had to turn on my heel and go back to school again. So one day I came home, and they were like, Why are you late? Well, and come out with this terrible story. I like, Well, that's terrible because you know who was here. No, I'm like, the Beatles. What all the Beatles were here Jeez. and they were all asking for you.
4: Oh,
2: it's And they told me that they'd sat in my big brother's room, my granny had made them soup. Oh, <laughs> and uh, they came in a big white Rolls Royce, they sat down, they'd soup. They, they they chatted, they waited and they waited and they waited, but they had to go and apparently oh. Ringo was particularly upset and asking for
1: um, Oh my god, that's brilliant. And
2: I missed them by seconds. But you that, let them down. I was, I was never late again. But, <laughs> and I was mortified. And you know I told people that story for years? I absolutely oh, believed that no. I'd missed the beat.
4: Oh my god, that's brilliant.
2: I can't remember when the penny dropped, but I thought Broad, you're an arse. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: That's brilliant.
2: <laughs> <But> yes, will <laughs> be that. And then my brother had, you know, you name it, anything from Beatles, Stones, Argent, Free, uh, then getting into glam and uh, and prog, you know, the Emerson, Lake Palmer, Tangerine Dream, to King Crimson, yeah. rock music, Bowie, uh, T Rex, Sparks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, and then starting to move into you know he'd Motown and also, sorts. He could be listening to Diana Ross one minute mm-hmm. and Kraftwerk the next. Yeah, um, and I've, I've and that's kind of remained with me too that I have very wide, broad tastes and what I like. You know, See, that's
0: a great thing though for because a lot of times growing up, um, I think we're pretty much a similar age. Um, I might be slightly younger. I'm only joking. I think I'm slightly older, actually. (laughs) (laughs) You're 81 now. (laughs) (laughs) My friends say I don't look 80, but I used to. So yeah, you were saying that your your uh, dad told you the whole story. You know, he was telling you the the story behind the classical music piece, like Tchaikovsky's 1812 Overture, for example. That's a great education to get.
2: Yeah, no, it really kind of stayed with me. Uh, That things like that. Uh, It's a very rare thing, I think. And it, it did give me a kind of appreciation. And so it's given me a kind of broad scope. I think all these things, whether it be from my, my granny and radio to my mum's kind of country and Western and Glenn Miller and things like that, to my brother's kind of more progressive stuff to classical. And I think through that, then appreciating things like soundtracks yeah. uh, and stuff. So, And that all kind of came together, I think, when I was younger as well, because one of the, the first things that I really loved which kinda is a mishmash of all that in a way is uh, the soundtrack to like a clockwork orange. So you know, soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, which is old and new the, yes. the you know, and yes. very atmospheric. So it was all those mishmash things together. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. my yeah. dad was a film projectionist as well. Oh.
0: Originally. What was he? did he do that?
2: Uh, in Cope Bridge, his sins. <laughs> 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 the Regal Cinema in Cope Bridge. Oh, I- uh, and then, he, uh, I he, he was one of the first people to show like the Bond movies, uh, and *Lawrence Lo- Arabia*, I mean, and when as well. And when you think back, all those kind of things, like Maurice Sharpe soundtrack to *Lawrence Arabia*, or John Barry, of course, with the Bond yeah. films, and yeah. uh, you know, iconic as well. So I think, uh, unbeknownst to me, it's only in retrospect that I think those things kind of get into my blood a bit, you know. So in a through osmosis, they kind of. They they, mm-hmm. they they had their part to play in things. But definitely my big brother, you know, as I said, he would sit me down and I bought this. And, you know, and it was the old days where you get a bit of vinyl and play it again and again and again, you know, and just on repeat and read the lyrics and stuff like that and yeah. just yeah. really absorb the album, you know. Well, that's, uh, like, that's Here's a- the Groundhogs and we're going
4: to play <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. We'll yeah. like it.
0: <laughs> you know?
4: That's brilliant like that.
0: That's, Some of the names You've mentioned there Are, are like the Groundhogs And right. uh, Tangerine Dream And the Argent It's, it's uh, A lot of people Who maybe um, Like You know Chart music Or the most popular stuff Might not be familiar With many of these names mm-hmm. And yet These names All sell extremely oh, well yeah. In yeah. our shop Oh but really yeah, All of them yeah. in just now yeah, Actually
1: We've yep. got them all Yeah all in stock, folks. I was praising him, but genuinely,
4: it's
0: true. Really. All these, but before I started on uh-huh. the record shop, a lot of these bands I hadn't heard of. Um, uh, in fact, we that uh, I came across a band called The Audience, yeah. Have you ever and heard of them from no. the rock,
1: 69 to 70, 70,
0: 71. 71. Yeah, that kind of era of your brothers. Um, and th- we felt we never knew the record. We're not in love with the record. This is the beauty of records, as you say, absorbing the record, picking up the sleeve, opening up the sleeve. it's not just like a Spotify click. Well, you are actually invested. It was the artwork that made us play it. That's right. Because we were right. looking well, for exactly. And,
1: mm, hold exactly. On, I mean, going
2: I did that thing uh, because I do quite a lot as an advocate and ambassador for mental health as well. Yeah. And uh, One of my things was, uh, you know, there's a brilliant. Uh, secondhand record shop near me and a lot of the time to take, to, to take yourself out yourself or depend on where your mood's at is go to a record shop Yeah, yeah it yeah. stimulates your brain in terms of if you're flicking through things mm-hmm. it's tactile and it makes you kind of it takes you somewhere else and music's fantastic for you know just transporting you you know whether it be back in time or forward or just releasing you and, yeah, yeah, and releasing yeah. endorphins and, and artwork etc but the whole thing of exploring something and that Almost religious thing of lifting up an album and opening it up and taking it out and exploring the whole thing. And you know, in my day, you used to know who the artist was. Yeah the, yeah, the covers, you know, your old Roger Deans and things like that. Yeah, but they yeah. used to bring out books of their artwork yes. and things, you know, it was, yes. it was an art form, you know, before things became that size. Yeah,
4: uh, well, that, sure. tiny,
2: Or Peter, you looked on a iPods, which got their history when you looked on iPods yeah. and it was just a list of names and yeah, you think
4: yeah, part yeah. of
2: the fun was yeah, it's all about the object the tactile object yeah, yeah. I've, I've never liked uh, and, and I still don't really whether it be Spotify, whatever, sure it's, it's a great tool, but there is nothing to beat having the physical <laughs> object and finding it as part of it, it's like that going treasure hunting thing And oh my god, there's yeah, a yeah. Ball. it's real satisfaction you know, yeah, you discovered that also, them.
1: see the thing about, like, digital as well. Do you not find... Well, we, let, let me ask you a question. When's the last time you listened to an entire album from start to finish on Spotify?
2: Well, I must admit, I do do that. You do, OK. <laughs> You're one of the few. But the reason is, and it's kind of a good thing, actually, I do do it, but it's only because my dog... And I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, you're definitely due no. <laughs> him that's for sure.
2: Because <laughs> that's the way he likes to listen to things. <laughs> <laughs> He's
4: a stickler, he won't let you skip a track. Oh, Jesus. Leave that on. Are you all right, Bob? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, no,
2: because, uh, when they were, especially during uh, lockdown at the moment, uh, dog walks in the morning, I choose a podcast or I choose an album and things and, and and a lot of that I think as well it's been like an old comfy slipper so you mm-hmm. you tend to explore mm-hmm. things that you know and you think I've not heard that in years so you take a wee notion to hear something
4: yeah.
2: and so you go I'm going to choose that this morning and so a lot of the time I have listened to, I must have started to finish the things just go, ah, it's been a long time since I did this and it's a nice way to hear it uh-huh. uh, while I'm picking up poo <laughs> <like that.
4: laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, it's hard to walk around with two, a speaker in either hand that's, and pick up food.
2: We do take the dog for a walk.
4: Right? Oh, my
1: God. <laughs> oh, the state of my house, honestly. Oh, <laughs> I, well, you are naked from the waist down, so I am. I'm you just sitting have to in like a mood, gifts all over the place. I'm at
2: that funny age. I mean, and, that, that's probably why we get cut off earlier. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, nurse,
0: what is it? Yes, in a second. I do remember someone saying to me, uh, who shall remain nameless was a good guy, but they were saying um, <laughs> Uh, they didn't like the Beatles. I know you don't like the Beatles either, but there's only two of you in the world. Uh, I'm a Beatle maniac, so I, uh, I, I forgive you. It's okay. Uh, it's more Paul McCartney I've got a problem with than the rest of
2: uh, I'm the same.
1: Yes, uh, go on. Join, uh, joining us, it. Joining us today. I'm tired of slapping
2: Paul McCartney. Yes! <laughs> That's my I, boy. I can't stand Paul McCartney. Likewise.
0: This. Ross, have you got the editorials? And I it really divides people. It, uh, it I mean, really I does, nothing. It really
2: does, eh? Massive Lennon fan, yeah. and uh, I love Lennon, and yeah. I've got loads of Lennon solo stuff, and yeah. you know I I'll never forget where I was when he passed and all that, yeah. and um mm-hmm. I adore him, and I've got loads of books up my cat But the funny thing is. Even though the Beatles visited my house, <laughs> <laughs> I never liked Paul even then because he never finished my granny's soup apparently. Maybe that's no. why
0: Maybe that's why you didn't go to the <laughs> house that. You knew Paul was uh, there. I was like, well, Paul be there? I'm not coming.
1: <laughs> I should have went just to give him a slap. Aye. Yeah. I, I'm
2: just going to bounce something down his knee and pee in him. No.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, uh, from an early age, I, I, even as a wee boy, I never liked McCartney. I've just always thought there was a terrible insincerity to him. Uh, I hated all the, oh, oh, yeah, you are right Oh, thing that you're like, oh, right, oof. And, and uh, I just don't well, swallow it. Definitely. I've just never believed it. Yeah. And then,
3: yeah.
2: you know, I know it's the go-to thing you criticise him for and it's all too easy, but, you know, the Frog Chorus and Give My Regards to Broad Street and all that, Tosh. Yes. You know it's hard to uh, forgive a man
0: but, sometimes.
2: It's, Aye, some things are just... and But ultimately, sorry, I'm going in a rant about McCartney, but I hate him, I'm sorry. Good, yay!
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: People turning off your podcast and droves and on trying to find my trying and do the Aberdeen with bitchforks. I'm going
1: to get jumped <laughs> on the street for this. Why like, you build
2: a wicker man? <laughs> get, get that Mitchell look, a McCartney hater. Um, but I, no, that I think the most unforgivable thing that sums him up was I hated when he took the Beatles' back catalogue and he changed Lennon. Yeah, and McCaffers, totally. McCaffers that was so arrogant. And after like, after supposedly your best friend has passed away yeah. and you're a billionaire, you're that petty. Yeah. It's that important to you. That's really sickened me, actually. Yeah. I didn't like that at all. Totally well, As, as luck
0: would have it, though, just coming into the Zoom room now, we see... Uh Mr McCartney is just uh, coming in aye aye And
2: you come and you come oh, <laughs> would you know, eat my granny's soup for
0: <laughs> that's good <laughs> uh, we can't hear the sound but he's doing the thumbs up sign a lot isn't he he's, he's...
1: <laughs> uh, it's cringy man it's cringy like I say it's really fake and insincere I think
4: aye I
2: just uh, don't believe him at all it's just too ugh. and Also, why has nobody got the the guts to tell him that he can't sing anymore? Mm -hmm. I mean, did you see that? that I did. I did. Locked on with Elton John and him. I mean, Elton John was hilarious in his own way. You know, (laughs) it it was. Rick Reeves and Bob Mortimer. <laughs> that's exactly
4: what it
2: is. It's Bob style. <laughs> but Paul McCartney came on and he sounded like a dug in Heat. He just, you know, like, I don't know what he was. And we were like... Has <laughs> <laughs> <His laughs> nobody <neighbor laughs> told Paul that his voice has shot to bits oh,
0: It seems nobody's got the truth. balls to tell him the, the truth. truth. Well, exactly yeah, yeah, If he's listening that, in If he's listening in He's had in a Take him
2: around the shock. back A single bullet to the head We'll all be happier There you are
0: All that came from The mere mention of his name that's, that's,
2: I know You're I'm divisive
0: that. Paul You're divisive
2: Well, I don't explain that to people You know My tolerance level Is really <laughs> dropped It's <That's
1: laughs>
2: all human I'm sitting here With my window open With a crossbow <laughs>
4: Waiting for,
0: waiting for Paul McCartney. Hopefully. <laughs> 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 for him to do a drive <laughs> 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 oh, What time does he normally go? Let
2: me just put some poison in this veggie sausage. You love me. <laughs> <laughs> Linda
0: McCartney. <laughs> 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 oh, man. I used to see him speak suspicious if, if you were ever a delivery driver or something. I never find I never ordered anything nah, So, like, no chance I never ordered a crossbow
1: you might take a freebie you never know yeah, you might take, a, take a freebie eat it Paul eat it <laughs> let me your blood eat down.
2: it in front of me <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't eat my granny's soup you'll eat my bloody
1: I'm glad uh, there's another Paul McCartney hater out there. I'm well, delighted. Well, I'm just kind of sad
0: that I brought you both together. Uh, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> it's even better that way. You're, you're just it's sad right. that there's Ross more can, of us than to the
2: petrol and I can light
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Brilliant. Oh, well. Now, the thing is, of course, I did confess that I was a Beatle maniac. Well, yes. Everybody who follows the shop, knows. Um, I, I had a wee spell of not liking McCartney, which lasted maybe about uh, 20 years. Um, and I think it's only the last three or four years I've started to think, well, he is a Beatle. And there's a, lot of, <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot I don't like, but it's all we've got, you know? He's not all we've got. We've got
1: better folk than that. Well, no, in terms
0: of Beatles, there's only really, well, there's Pete Best still alive, who was Ringo's predecessor. Yeah,
1: yeah. And Ringo's Ringo. still
0: alive! Ringo's Ringo. still
2: there. That's Fuck. a thing. Ringo's, Ringo's still still turned
4: with... into
0: a bit of a brat as well, hasn't he? Oh, Welcome to the Beatles hit podcast. Yeah! <laughs>
3: <laughs>
4: Where we're going to
0: show it no love for the
4: Beatles. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, Jesus.
3: Brilliant.
2: Really? You know, Ringo, though, was all kind of like, don't send us any more postcards or any kind of... You know, I won't sign anything anymore, and you know, and just kind of love and peace. Bye now. Leave me alone. Nah. Which was kind of, I all right then. Go. geez, Oh, tell yeah. us.
0: Yeah. Um, There's a lot of kids who like the either, Was it uh, Thomas, Thomas the Tank Engine? Thomas Tank Engine. You'll be very disappointed. Well, the fat controller's just checked out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's
0: all over.
1: <laughs> it's all over. You'll you'll do a better impression of him than I will, won't you? Oh, God.
2: No, I'm not. My liver puddling's no great. No, yeah, I, you're I, really good I at
1: impressions, man. I've heard so I love some of them, um,
2: oh, uh, Lewis McLeod the impressionist. He oh, does yeah. something. T- fantastic McCartney, actually, and I love it just because it's so horrible.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: It's, it's all nice. I can't do them at all, but I'll be somewhere, you know. Well, you know, of course, I remember when uh, I was trying to find a light, you know, and uh, I thought, oh, we'll set in the sky, and we got all these bricks, and we went up, you know, and sort of twisted around, and it, it turned out it was like the moon. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> And that's how I discovered the moon, you know. uh, (laughs) Oh, you know. (laughs) <laughs> but, uh, don't this is what Paul McCartney discovers everything is his. He claims it <laughs> his own, even the moon.
0: He, he probably owns it. I think we're indulging in uh, negative profiling here. I think that's what they call it. It's hot so on trend just now. Door. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: what's up my
1: What's that red, <laughs> red dot <dogs> at <laughs> the side of your temple there, Gov? What's that?
2: <laughs> and his um, career was suddenly over just for his hate crimes
0: against McCartney. <laughs> man, man pulled from house naked from the west down with a crossbow. <laughs> <laughs> On the dark web with a club for McCartney Yeah.
1: Dark web dark web with his menacing jumper.
2: I know it. W- writes its own headlines. Oh,
0: dear. <laughs> Couldn't have planned it better. All, that all stemmed from merely saying that somebody listened. I said, you must listen to Revolver if you don't like the Beatles. And they came back into the shop and they said, I listened to Revolver. Listen They'd- to
4: Revolver. I've got to Revol- <laughs> <I
3: can't>. Yes! They <laughs> <laughs> get to
1: the point to where nothing the you say.
2: It's all setting
4: it up. <laughs> Revolver. I'll <laughs> give you a <the> revolver. <laughs> give me a fall. <laughs> Jesus, brilliant. Jeez. It's a so guy- tug of war. No, it's no. Thanks. <laughs> <Fine. laughs> no oh boy God.
0: Oh jeez! Well, and uh, I said, "What did you not like about Revolver?" They said, "Well, I listened to, uh, and then they mentioned a couple of tracks." I said, yeah, but what about the rest?" Well, I don't know. I just listened to a couple of, but that was that Spotify for you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Ah. So they thought they'd listened to Revolver by skipping thirty seconds worth of three songs, and I think to be fair to the person, that's quite a common thing, especially amongst younger kids, younger people like this guy was. um, They think they've listened to an album. The skip past like 30 seconds, or... yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I think we just have different listening habits now. I mean, I'm a, I'm a bit different because I missed out on iPads and all that. Uh-huh. It took me years to, to get a CD to get CDs, actually. <laughs> and um, and so I'd, I've always kind of listened to music that way. It's either been singles,
4: yeah,
2: or albums and you either commit to an album. You, you may jump some tracks, but you, you generally commit to an album and even, what's your favourite, side one or side two? I'm yeah, like, oh, yeah. Like, that's not, uh, you know. And that's all part of it. And it's also in the language of how you discuss an album and how you discuss I, I iPods and all that are digital ways of looking at music just uh, were beyond me. It was just that it lost all its character. Mm, um, yeah, yeah. And I I'm more tendency to how you play things and skip and and I think it's generally where we are in the world nowadays that just our attention spans that look forward next.
1: Yeah. It's, almost, well, it's almost like TV the whole new way of watching TV. Out that's Excellent. exactly it it's like it's, it's on demand i.e. you are in charge of what you watch or listen to uh, where you are whenever uh, and how much of it you know if you just want bite-sized chunks or if you just want to pick out one tune that, that seems to be the way well, now it's
3: odd
2: isn't it because even how we view things including the tele- two things about th- I think television is a good analogy I think it's it's twofold one is that we we tend to look at things now and it's like how long does it last
1: yes uh-huh. Yeah. Not,
2: not, am can I, I commit it? is it interesting yeah. you know. oh this looks good it's like oh it's an hour and 32 minutes <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. and it's two minutes uh, you know and everything's got like theatres get like well. Is it an interval how long is it not what am I going to see yeah. what yeah. length of time and is there a break for me to have a drink or go to the loo you know
0: yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you, you, and the same way
2: how we commission things even me, me doing telly you know it used to be if I did a, a new comedy series or something like that they would commission maybe a pilot and then you get a series Yeah. and then maybe two you know some like still game would probably wouldn't happen now because you would you know, we got a chance to develop and it was a slow burner and it got yeah, there yeah, for yeah. three series. But nowadays you hear people, I've pulled people up on social media for it. people in the business a few times that they've started watching the first episode or something and they went, "Like, okay, I gave it five
1: minutes. Oh, sh- yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, or yeah. I gave
2: it 10 minutes and bang. Like, you it. No, you gave it I You didn't minutes. try at all, or, basically. Or I, you know, it's bad enough saying I watched one episode. Yeah. It's like you've got to give things time to breathe and, yeah. you know, and the same with music, a classic, you know, I'm a big Tom Waits fan as well. And, yeah, yeah. But you don't expect to shove a Tom Waits album and go, oh, <laughs> no, <laughs> no,
4: you, no that's definitely a, not. This a poor fellow. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, a Tom Waits album requires a bit of investigation. You know, and oh, uh, yes, really. yes. And the thing I love about it is that there might be a couple of songs stand out immediately. There's stuff that you're like, oh, it's a bit jaggy and takes a bit of work. And a lot of the songs that maybe you didn't like at all b- become your favourite They grow, yeah, yeah, Or It yeah, changes definitely. and grows over the years, and it kind of goes up and down like waves. And that—that's the beauty, I think, of a really of a really good piece of music that you invest in and and grow with and and can and mine and find more and more in and from you know it's that's the beauty of it and the beauty of an album that's why it's been made rather than an instant hit of something which Absolutely. can be fun as well don't get me wrong it has its place um, too you know I discovered an old classic. Uh, recently actually uh, that we go to Millport or used to go to Millport for a pandemic quite a lot my partner's got a wee uh, place in there and uh, you know Millport is partly the, the, the land that time forgot so you know, we're sitting in this wee cafe and uh, they were playing all these great 70s tunes and stuff and I'm like oh wow this is great great sounds and stuff and then this song came on and I went <gasps> I've not heard this for about 40 years. This is fantastic. And my part was a wee bit younger than me and she was like, what is this? This is rubbish.
4: <laughs> so, this
2: was brilliant. And I, so I went to the pub and I started saying to people, do you, do you remember this song? And sang a wee bit and they were like, oh, and they joined in and eventually it was like an earworm. Yeah. So, <laughs> And I just kept passing it about the pub. So but at the end of the night, the people were lifting up glasses and all that going, and it turns out this band Exile. Uh-huh, and they okay. had a one hit, I Want to Kiss You All Over.
1: Yes. Yeah, really?
4: Yes. It. Yes. It's a
2: fantastic song. And, and I love it. So it's kind of become our anthem. And, milk <laughs> love it. and I kind of sing it to her in that kind of cheesy sexy style because like, I want to kiss you all over <laughs> <And> over again <laughs> yeah. to the
3: nightclubs,
2: <laughs> really, really. so, uh, and my favourite there's a great pause in it because it goes I love you need you <laughs>
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the pause I
2: wanna kiss you all over. All right, sweetheart.
4: <laughs> yeah. feeling lucky than I. Eh? You get
1: jailed
0: for that nowadays.
1: <laughs>
0: I remember Milport though uh, as being the because I think anybody in the West Coast Milport was our Ibiza,
2: wasn't it? Oh, absolutely. The Costa del Clyde.
0: (laughs) I always remember getting a hamburger there and asked for one with onions. I can't remember the name of the cafe, but you probably know the one that was. Oh, the the Ritz. Ritz. The Ritz, it was called the Ritz. I I thought I was making it up in my head, but it was that bad. Nice. It's still there. It's still, sorry. uh, To anybody who likes the Ritz, it's a great place. but I
2: remember- they're coming for
0: you now they're <laughs> still, the coming for me
2: <laughs> people are on a ferry as we speak they're in big canoes heading for Aberdeen <laughs> <laughs> and I think uh, no, the Rich Cafe's still there and felt- again fantastic because you have got this original kind of yeah, form yeah. like a oh, table they, they have you know. the most amazing jukebox and uh, that I
0: do remember and they still got it, it. Nine,
2: you yeah I great you can listen to jo- in for Johnny Cash to Stets huh?
0: yeah. the <laughs> of- <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> I remember asking for a hamburger and I wanted one with onions and uh, I, I, you have to pay more for onions I opened up and there was no onions and I said uh, there's no onions and you charge me for one with onions they said oh you pay for the flavour <laughs> <laughs> That's a real thing. That actually, happens, I believe too. it. Absolutely, uh, that's fantastic. I was a of a living thinking. Oh, that's that makes perfect sense. <laughs> oh, that's all right. Can you smell onions? <laughs> I do yeah, yeah, it, sure yeah, yeah. <laughs> <onions>. oh, That's <laughs> brilliant. And they had crocodile rock there, didn't they?
2: Oh. It's, it's still there as well. Crocodile and rock.
0: I remember being in Millport when that song by Elton John was all the rage, and we used to sit there and look at the. Look at the crocodile rock and listen to the song on the radio, and it was just like heaven, you know, it was fantastic. The world's yeah, coming together.
2: You know how he lives.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Looking into a
2: bundle. Go and stare at a rock. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> These were spoiled back then.
2: And a hamburger that smells of onions.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, no. now, nothing much has changed, to be honest. That's what I love
4: about it. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Really? I went back there in 2012 uh, uh, for a book launch that we did there, a murder nursery set in Millport, believe it or not. hi okay. Aye. It was a good wee book by uh, Alec Duncan, the guy from the Sunday Mail. And uh, aye, I remember going around thinking, it's like 1974 all over again. Aye, it's like not nothing fantastic. has changed.
2: I mean, it's, it's funny because either people get sneery and sniffy about it, uh, and like, oh, you go to Milkport, you know, and they can. Be, and I think, well, good, because you'll no be going then. <laughs> 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 do not really want arsehole's like you there. <laughs> so, um, and and I love it. I mean, I say it with great affection when I joke about it. Yeah. I actually love that about it. That yeah. It, that it's a funny balance between they have to kind of make it. Um, Viable and keep it going as a as a place and and make it modern and attract tourists. Yeah. But at the same time, what makes it is it hasn't changed a lot and and it is a it's a big part of people's childhoods and that's why people go. You know, it's this these wonderful memories and uh, that the Ritz is still there or you know all these places and it is that's what's magical about it. The, the friends of mine uh, who run makes of Millport, which yeah. is the, favorite, the bike shop, um, bike shop, and toy yeah. shop. Yeah. and they run that and it's unchanged since yeah. it opened what gosh I can't remember last oh, I can't remember when it first opened but it's 100 years or so maybe I, um, right. I was there for the I, opening I remember <laughs> When I was a wee boy, you know, um, it's far, but now we take our kids to yeah. make yeah and you know, and it's lovely. And that yeah. kind of magic of childhood as well, of discovering rock pools and all that kinda innocent stuff, skies and water and things that kids don't get enough of now. And no. music. Music is a big evocative piece of that, you know. So we we'll shows on the front mm-hmm. and we'll mm-hmm. take the kids on the dodgems or whatever and you know, yeah. I always think as a kid, that's another thing, you know, when I, we moved around a lot when I was a child, but going to shows and things like that are a big evocative part for music, you know, and you, you went to the, the Kelvin Hall Carnival or that's right or any kind of shows, you know, you would, I always associate, you know, things like wizard playing or something like that. But that's I mean, true.
0: You know, yeah, that's absolutely uh, right.
2: It's, you always hear the sweet or something ballroom blitz, and you're on the waltzers, ready to puke up your candy floor.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> Ideally, with Paul McCartney standing beneath you.
2: Oh, a- that's a dream So, uh, do you want a bag? No, it's all right. That's Paul McCartney, um, <laughs> <laughs> and the club so- can lick it off him. Um,
0: <laughs> what was the first single you ever bought?
2: The first single I ever bought, believe it or not, is quite a weird one. Uh, I, I can remember buying it. Never, it was very vivid. I bought the Simon Park Orchestra, the theme to eye level. No, that, I
0: don't know that.
2: No. Uh, do you remember that? Eye like level? So. No, I don't think so. Sing yeah. it for us. <laughs> oh, yes. yes. The theme to
0: Vandervalt. Yeah, that's right. That's
2: in right. the seventies, and it was number one, and uh, yeah, I, I remember getting that in the barres, uh, the bar's market with my granny at uh, fifty-five pence. Uh, a lot of money at the time. I uh-huh. uh, brand new and taking it home. Like, <gasps> uh, and, and that was that was the first one I bought. But having said that, again, my brother we had a lot of singles and things, and, and the ones I used to play on repeat. Again, I think a mixture of my brother and my dad was. I used to play uh, the original. John Barry theme to James Bond, yes
0: yeah,
4: uh,
2: which is still fantastic, actually. Yeah, uh, and also I can't remember the name of the band now, but the theme I always loved theme theme tunes, and it was uh, the theme to Fireball XL5. I, I used to love... I wish I was a spaceman, the fastest guy Yeah, yeah. I'd fly you round the universe, verbal like so Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, I used to love that. Uh, really Barry Gray, it might have been the Barry Gray Orchestra with somebody singing. Must, so yeah, those were the first... The, the, my kind of first singles. Brilliant. Uh, and then my first album... I got more money. Again, soundtrack, I think my first album, my brother kind of put my arm up my back a wee bit. But I think <laughs> it, it was Jaws. Yeah, was it. That. <laughs> Jaws. But, but the real music that I got, funnily enough, was John Miles' music.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: And he, Who was also the first person I ever saw live as well. At the no, no way. was uh, John Miles.
0: What year was that, do you mind? Uh, that must have been
2: 76, 77, maybe.
0: A bit of roughly. Sounds about right. Yeah. John Miles is another guy, who sells well in there. Yeah, sure. yeah, 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 yeah.
2: I don't think people realise just how huge John Miles was. At the thing. I mean, he was massive just in the strength yeah. of that album. But yes, that's my first single album in concert, really. Um, Good choice. You still collect? I, sorry? You still collect vinyl? Um, yeah bits and bobs it's only recently that I get back into it again actually my, my girlfriend got me a record player uh, she's a
0: keeper she's a keeper
2: and, uh, <laughs> and then I um again during lockdown it was funny I've got all these boxes and it was weird. I was opening boxes 30 years old full of old singles and <gasps> oh my god, yeah. and uh, rediscovering all this stuff. I mean, some real trash, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but some brilliant gems as well. And go, oh my god, and funnily enough, uh, a lot of old uh, Apple uh, simple, yeah. a lot yeah. of old Beatles, Apple records, uh, an original copy of Twist and Shout, uh, mm. stuff like that. A lot of I used to love Simple Minds. Uh, late uh, 70s early 80s a lot of original Simple Mind stuff uh, loads of things and boxes and boxes are albums as well uh, but again all very eclectic I always have been you know um, I go and see all sorts and I listen to all sorts um, so I would you know even gigs I'm, I'm open to to uh, everything really you know as much as Bowie's my hero I've kind of seen anything to take that to the old pairs to the cramps to you yeah. know uh yeah. very, very varied what, what I'll go and see. Um and now uh, funnily enough I've got a friend I'm, I'm just looking at see if I get any messages because I'll not remember the names. But I've got uh, my friend Neil who who funnily enough works in the rigs up there. But it's Glasgow based, and every now and again, Neil will just send me messages recommending music to me, mm. and it's stuff that I would never ever listen to, uh, but I'm like, oh, brilliant! Yeah, and uh, a lot of the time just look gear level, Sacrifice, Kauri, uh, uh, um, gosh, uh, some old stuff as well, that uh, Professor Longhair and things. Oh, like.
1: oh, Professor Longhair, good, yeah, yeah.
2: Vibration, Black Finger, El uh, Michaels affair. Uh, Dub Syndicate, Roger Robinson. Uh, God, lots of things. So he'll send yeah. me stuff. A lot of stuff he'll send me is, uh, can be jazz-orientated sure. or South American or uh, Latin kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, Things that I would know nothing about, really, or, or delve into. Because I think it's quite hard to, uh, you know, compared to when we were young you had people like John Peel and things like and people doing the work for you, or, or it was more... Limited uh, mm. where you went to hear things. Now there's almost so much that you don't know where to go to hear it. And yeah, yes. you know, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. You're overwhelmed by choice. Yes, yes. Um, you know there's six music and what have you. But but to actually take the time to hear new things. So it, so it's quite nice when all I've got to face is the the, the yawning maws of death. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> for save the
1: time. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Well, but you listen to the recommendations, do you?
4: No.
2: No. <laughs> no. <Great. laughs> back, back, nailed, uh,
4: cheers for your <laughs> time like and effort.
3: No, no, again, um,
2: no, I do. I, I listen to the recommendations because it's fabulous. I think it's the two greatest things I think you can do for someone. Is either recommend or give them a book or a piece of music. Yeah, I think it's a, a huge compliment and a huge lovely personal thing to share with someone.
1: Yeah, 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 um, very, true, very true.
2: And I, I think it's a lovely thing that. So I, I'm always really touched and I'm really excited when Neil gets in touch with me about something because I'm just like, what? I know it'll be something I've never heard of. <laughs> and again, I'm taking the dog out or something. I put it on and go, okay here we go, let's go for this ride, you know.
1: Yeah,
0: and yeah, yeah, totally. I'll
2: see it through it's to the end, adventure.
0: you know. It's an adventure.
2: Uh, yeah, exactly. It's a wee exploration. And well, go and do makes... us a
1: huge favour. Go and at least listen to an album called The House on the Hill by the audience. That's our recommendation. That, that's the top recommendation. The House that album of the
4: the
2: audience.
1: Has
0: changed Bob in our lives. Well, I, and I have to tell you, it's one of the main reasons we started this podcast. Absolutely. If I can, uh, I'll, I'll bore you just for a brief second. Um, one of our, part of our life is, is buying in collections. Without buying in collections, you've got nothing to sell. So it's a big part of our lives, looking for collections all the time. And we got a lovely collection, mm. looking through it, a whole bunch of stuff that we were familiar with but lots that we weren't. Yeah. And one of it, we thought, well, this guy's got good taste. He's got all the right stuff. So if we don't know these records, we should know these records, you know? So as we looked at the covers and that was, we both thought that's the most exciting cover. Yeah. Yeah. And we put it on and we got another colleague in the shop alley. Um, he's from the Afghan-Pakistan border. Yeah. So his musical taste is very different to ours. Yeah. He's a lovely guy, very intelligent No, Oh, yeah, I definitely. And exactly. we all just sat there and listened to it the whole way through and I turned it over. And then put it on again. Yeah, yeah we basically yeah. did nothing, wow. nothing for about four it. days. That was it. Just that <laughs> album. It, that's
2: well, fantastic.
0: Absolutely blew our minds. Mm-hmm. And that's the beauty of finding a record. Sure, everybody's got Exactly. Story, you know? exactly.
2: And well. I think, and, and it's really rejuvenating and inspiring, you know, that especially as you get older and you get a bit jaded and cynical and it's dead yeah. easy. Well, that, I mean, funnily enough, before I came on today, Somebody in social media had put a clip up of, I don't have it to hand now, uh, somebody I'd never heard before, but he'd said, Isn't this, Doesn't this sound like Ian McCullough? And I went, Oh, and I clicked on it, and it started really well. And the guy's a skinny, blonde haired young guy, and all that. And the voice started, and it was like, Oh my God, that is, <laughs> that is Ian
4: McCullough.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, it yeah. It's so like him. And yeah. we spent so much time going, That's like, mm, nah. That, put me, that puts me in mind of uh, no, and uh, no, 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 and we can be really, really cynical uh, about what we know and our knowledge and comp- and comparing all the time. So it's lovely when something takes you unaware, or you appreciate mm-hmm. the, the the heritage that someone is using in their work. You know, um, I mean, it's not everybody's cup of tea, but I remember. The Ravenettes when they first came out. Yeah. And for some reason, they just really gripped me because I just liked the energy and, and the power and the rawness of the Ravenettes.
0: Are they there um, right now, out of camera, gripping you? Is that what's happening? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 and they're doing with the dog, licking <laughs> <And they're, laughs> <they're> it. <doing, laughs> and I remember, uh, it sheer coincidence, I, I'd been getting into thought a lot and, and I kept seeing the cover. And, Will I buy that? Will I know? Will I know? Humming a horn. And one day I just bought it and I was going round to swap a ticket. The the choral, I had a ticket to see the choral and they'd cancelled. And so I was going round to see if I could change it for something. And I walked round. Oh, that's right. It was this, maybe the opposite way about. Actually, I went to change the ticket, walked around and the Ravenettes were playing that night. Wow. And it was like, this is kismet. It was like, give me a ticket for the Ravenettes. So I had the album had the ticket for that night, it was like, go home and do your homework. And then went to King Tut's that night and they were phenomenal. They just blew me away. And I came home and I went my own and came home in cloud nine just going, they are like, wow. And I thought they would be a lot bigger than they ever, sadly, uh, became. But uh, but that buzz of discovering yeah. something.
0: That's like your, exactly. It's like your personal band, isn't it? When you discover yeah. something uh, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like your band, you know, as you but isn't it thing-
2: weird, don't you find as well, conversely, that a lot of the time you discover something, you fall in love with something, and then you feel they've betrayed you. Or not that they betrayed you, <laughs> but, but they become everybody's That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. then you're like I yeah. don't like them anymore. That's
0: right. That's
2: I like
4: them when nobody liked them. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: that, 100% though. The purity of your we taste. They only sold two copies. That's when I like them. <laughs>
4: <laughs> that's so
0: true. Yeah, it is. That it is so true. Yeah. So many people listening to this will say, yep, we've all got a band like that. Yeah. We've yeah. all got a band like that. But a lot of people know, they, just want to become commercial it. or, yeah.
2: you know, yeah. the simple, I adored Simple Minds, you know, but then for my taste... I didn't like when they became too that too much of a stadium sound. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I like early stuff up yeah. until about a real push sparkle in the rain, and then after yeah. that, I'm like, oh no, yeah. it's just a wee bit too ta-ta-da-da-da. Yeah, yeah. of you
0: know,
4: stadium yeah. rock. i like, yeah.
0: uh, yeah. totally for me. Not totally. Not for me. totally. Well, even just that's that's absolutely
1: true. It's similar to you too. Like yeah. I've I've said. Everything that you two did before Bono got those wraparound shades was great. As soon as he got <laughs> the shades, they went to shit.
0: Like, well, funny should say
2: that, Ross. One of the proudest moments, and I Lee. think yeah,
3: that's incredibly
1: that's Lee. witty.
0: That, that's, which, Lee. <laughs> that's Lee, by the way.
1: Oh, That's Ross. It's all good. Sorry, Lee. None of us that's really it. matter here except you, so you're fine. Don't <laughs> bet. <Absolutely. drop> <laughs> oh, yeah. I would, but I can't, eh? <laughs> That's what I'm saying to the dog. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I was on Twitter one day, and there was this picture of the edge kind of smouldering, and behind them was a picture of the Eiffel Tower. And he put this picture up on Twitter and he just said, Where am I?
1: Oh
2: so and I and people were going, Oh gosh, you know, saying all that stuff. So it was just like the edge. I could uh, <laughs> guess where I am. And I just wrote, Up your own
1: arse. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you got a reply. Question mark.
0: <laughs> up your own arse. <laughs> <Yeah>. Brilliant. <laughs> well, you were only, uh, only asking. You were only asking. <laughs> that's so,
4: yes, that's, that's
2: what you look like. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Sometimes again,
2: the huge Bowie. You know, being a huge Bowie fan, but I find it isn't it bizarre that somebody who was so personal to so many people and changed and touched so many lives and people have so much personal history and memories and and stories about an, an artist like by and yet when he passed, you know, that outpouring. Uh, and you realize that everybody felt like that. He was there. Yeah, and yeah, Only yeah. there. Uh-huh. You know, yes. and you kind of go, oh my God, I thought he was only mine. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. Quite
2: an amazing thing. Amazing know? thing.
0: Well, it's, I, I was, I love Bowie, but um, I would say he's maybe just in my top 10. I know that's sacrilege, <laughs> uh, but in the top 10. I know Goodbye. <laughs> God. But In my own defense, my sister, my kid's sister, was much cooler than I was with musical taste growing up. You know, she liked punk, but I liked the Beatles. So she was fighting yeah, through yeah. Anarchy in the UK and I was fighting back through the wall with Yellow Submarine. That was on a loser, up you up know? against the wall with all <laughs> the <dark. laughs> But she loved Bowie. She loved Bowie. So I got to know every single Bowie song through the wall you know, and uh, you grudgingly say, ah, Jun Juni, okay, I like that one. But eventually you realise, ah, okay, that whole fucking back catalogue, I love that whole fucking back catalogue, you know.
2: Yeah.
0: You know, and when he passed away, I actually thought, aye, I feel that one. You Mm -hmm. know, he's not one of my guys, but he was in my house so many times, you know. Well,
2: well, well, it's funny, Um, what, did he come for lunch and a soup?
0: Well, ate the soup. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he came to the bottom no, of my sister's crossbow. He's looking for oh <laughs> that. That I would
4: love no, to see. Yeah, definitely.
2: It's, it's funny when he passed, uh, you know. Strangely, you know, the whole Simple Minds thing. I, I know one of my mates is Derek Forbes, who used to be a bass player on Simple Minds, and uh, Derek was saying to me, he, he said, Do "You know." In a way, and this is going to be, boy, am I going to piss off a lot of your listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I can, I'll never be able to set foot in Aberdeen again. <laughs> um, and he, he pointed out a really interesting thing. I mean, he said, of course, there, in some ways there isn't a comparison, but another way it's bigger than Elvis. And I went, what? And he went, well, Elvis never wrote one of his own songs.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And Bowie had a 50-year career. Yeah, um, yeah. And he wrote everything. Mm-hmm. Brilliant point. nobody to compare them to yeah, even yeah, the Beatles yeah, totally. Totally. the Beatles were a band but mm-hmm. will come can't back to that a, I can't think of another well you know you could lose <laughs> one of them I'm sure Paul's crying in his big pillow
1: oh I'm sure uh, it is, it is. <laughs> his hair dye running Got on his body. <laughs>
4: You
2: didn't have Diane Wade, <laughs> do you? <laughs> uh, oh, I can't believe the Gavin Mitchell's had a pop.
4: <laughs> um, but, but I is
2: that a fifty a fifty year career?
4: Yeah. You know, mm-hmm.
2: yeah, pretty unheard of of, of your own stuff and you know of genre bending yeah it's totally incredible I mean again you know it's almost impossible to say what's your favourite track or what's your favourite Bowie album because it mm-hmm. just changes mm-hmm. constantly uh, and how do you compare them all? and also even in a short time as I always say to people I'm always amazed when somebody doesn't like Bowie because you uh-huh. think there's something for everybody yeah
4: yeah
1: as um, a boy fan you fun. don't there's... like
2: that you must like that yeah um and if you look at just even from 1972 to 1977, you think you're going from Seggy via, you know, Aladdin saying diamond dogs, getting and like into you. Pl- plastic soul, uh young Americans, then getting a kind of heavy, almost electronic, and Berlin yeah. uh, kind of stuff. You're like, Wow, and that five-year period, that journey is extraordinary mm-hmm. musically. I, I can't think of anything that compares to that. And also the workload, how many albums he was actually releasing in a, in, in a year, and like plus side projects, plus relaunching or helping people again, like Lou Reed and Iggy mm-hmm. and Mott The Hoople and, and stuff like that. You know, he was in
1: films. He was producing albums. He was yeah. Relentless, yeah, relentless, relentless. Uh, what you
2: what know, was his I, connection
1: I mean, with uh, Mott The Hoople? I tr-
2: a true polymath, a, pr- a true sort of renaissance polymath. Well, he, he wrote uh, and gave them all the young dudes. That's right. right. Which saved their career. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Lots literally. of people were, were splitting up. And he heard it via Mick Ronson. And so I think he actually offered them Suffragette City. And they said, no, they didn't what? like it. Really? Yeah, they, knocked it, they knocked it back. Oh, my um, God, Wow. So then he said, how about this? And he gave them all the young dudes and they went, yeah, all right. And they took all the young dudes and it, it kept them together and it gave yeah. them, I, I don't know if dudes ever was number one, I'm not sure, but um, but it certainly relaunched their career again.
4: Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, which
2: he, he did with a lot of people, you think yeah. he did it with Rudy Transformer.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah. Iggy uh, And Iggy with The Idiot, Lust for Life. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, quite, And he, he was always good that way at, at kind of finding <clears throat> and helping out new bands and kind of pushing new talent. And so much so that I saw him nine, ten times live, I saw Bowie, but the, oh. the, the ultimate time was I was at his 50th uh, birthday concert at Madison Square Garden. Uh, and it was, it was a fluke, actually. I'd never been to America, uh, and I was in New York, and I was actually meant to be going to San Francisco. And I was lying on my mate's couch, going to sleep and reading The Village Voice and looking at gigs and couldn't quite believe it. God, you're actually in New York and you're touching a copy of The Village Voice and all these things that you're growing up wanting to do. And then there was Bowie and it said, David Bowie, you know, eh, what? (laughs) Bowie's playing New York. And uh, oh my God, oh my God. So I changed my flight and everything. And I went to buy a ticket. And it was advertised as a charity concert but it wasn't I got to Madison Square Garden I realised they had to sign up and it was his 50th birthday (laughs) concert but that night he the the list was incredible it was um, Frank Black for the Pixies Billy Corrigan uh, for the Smashing Pumpkins uh, Sonic Youth uh, Foo Fighters Robert Smith for The Cure oh what wow who else played and ultimately Lou Reed
4: but Jesus. they all came on with Bowie
2: oh. And, oh. and they sang only Bowie
4: songs oh, wow. Reed,
2: uh, Reed, uh they did a, uh, White Light White Heat and they did Dirty Boulevard together yeah. but it was just all these bands coming on with Bowie's band and singing Bowie number and you think that itself was quite extraordinary. Here's this 50-year-old man, and mm-hmm, who does he mm-hmm. ask to play, and who does he choose? You know, I mean, whereas you look at his contemporaries, you know, yeah. Rod Stewart's want to sing Sinatra songs or whatever. Yeah, 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 totally. Uh, you know, people are going, oh, how can I reinvent my Oh, I'll bring out a Christmas album for the grannies. Yeah. Um, Bowie's singing with Sonic Youth, you know, uh, it's, it's fantastic. I think that's the kind of measure of the man. And also it was at the time, I bumped into a guy at the concert, funnily enough, and we were freaked out that we'd bumped into each other. I'm like, what are you doing here? Gee, New York. <laughs> and uh, his wife was filming it. Uh, and we're chatting, I'm so excited. And, uh, like well, do you want to go for a beer afterwards? Or blah, blah, blah. And he went, Gav, we have to go. And i like, what? He said, that's Bowie now. Oh, well, and the other thing was the band supporting him was Placebo. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and nobody knew who Placebo was at that point. <laughs> and he gave them a break. Mm -hmm. and then this music started and I'm like what the hell is that he's like that's Bowie I'm like that's no that's mental and it was Bowie's doing drum and bass Mm -hmm. you
3: know
2: and whether you like it or no he gave it a a bash you know what I mean he was he still took chances he was brave Mm -hmm. yeah
0: definitely he made his whole whole career he was uh, always reinventing himself and uh, all the bands you mentioned there who came on to pay tribute to by playing with him they you can almost see like a big Bowie influence in them all, 100%. Yeah, 100%. Well,
2: well, again, I think you know, like your love for the Beatles, um, and my love for Bowie, I think it's, it'd be, I think you'd be hard pushed to find bands that aren't influenced by those two people yeah. somewhere along the line, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, whether it be. Uh, Subconsciously or not, musically or fashion-wise or approach to things, or yeah. I mean, it'd be pretty hard for him not to have touched you somehow. Yeah, uh, uh, in, a, in, a, in a
0: good way, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. in, a, in a legal way, <laughs> but not in a guy.
2: What's a really
1: nice touch?
2: Not the way would like to touch McCartney.
1: Yes. <laughs> Touch him up. <laughs> Definitely. Get in the line by the way, getting cue. You
0: You just shout abuse at him. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you guys remind me of uh, a pal of mine once who, somebody he really hated somebody and he said uh, and well we'll go we'll find him there's a music guy he's talking about I would say ruins, but he says if I find that guy I'm going to find his car We're going to oh, what's he going to do I'm going to let his I'm going to let his tyre do <laughs> <laughs>
4: that, that's it that's, he says, we were looking at each
0: other going that's, that's not he see when the bastard Ben's doing to pick it up <laughs> Oh, that's magic, like definitely. Oh, so. Jesus. so Gav, um, you've uh, you've obviously done a bit of acting in your time as well. No. <laughs> I can't imagine it, though. No.
2: Is that what you call it? I call it playing at shops.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like um, yeah, we had Mark on. Uh, you know, Mark. We've, we've been in the pub uh, in the. Oh, Mark Millett again. Yeah. Oh, yeah, God. We've, we've, oh, we've had God. a few pints. We had a few pints in the in the old uh, doublet and glass. Oh, yeah and then we thought well you know Mark's talking about music and that's great but it would have been odd if we hadn't mentioned his career as well so it's like, similar to you it'd be very odd if we didn't oh he's a great blasterer <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, seen
1: him, I've seen him plastered a few times. Well, you used to be a painter, They'd the decorator, didn't lay you?
2: Linoleum, like, like Matt
1: you could start a renovations company. <laughs> aye. Aye, aye, we could do one wall, two coats. That's
2: not <laughs> bad. Well,
0: that's how you got started in the Citizen Theatre, wasn't it? You, you got started. As, uh, you were um, you were doing, trade
2: work there, not you? Did, I was um, making anything for the set. It, it was a day, really, how I get started. I kind of I, I used to do casual work in the theatre. I do a bit of, I was originally a painter, or, or art was my first love, and uh, so I do about a bit of scene painting, about a bit of casual painting, or uh, get-ins and get-outs at the shows.
3: Yeah.
2: And my mate and I were didn't know where we were going in our lives, really, and he. We were both unemployed. He had done an apprenticeship as a joiner, but never finished it. And he managed to get a foot in the door with a the citizen's theatre uh, as a carpenter and they approached him to be an extra in the next show. And we were at a birthday party, and we were sloshed, basically. <laughs> and he, he, Ian said to me, and he had no aspirations to be in the stage, and Ian was a terrible mumbler. And he, he kind of said, no, I don't me, I do want me to be in the next show. No, I don't know. <laughs> you know and, I, and I was like, oh, I don't love that. <laughs> so, uh, so I'd been clocked. And I kind of had the look at that time of the sits. The sits was very kind of thin, peely-wally, uh, dark-haired, uh, which I fitted the bill then, not anymore. <laughs> now you kind of wash me with a rag and a stick and I just wear a tablecloth with a hole cut in it. Um, I'm like size of a housing estate. Um, but, but then I, so he said, well, if you'll do it, I'll do it. We shook hands on it he put my name forward and they knew me from being around the building and that was it, that's how it started. And I kind of, I was an extra there for a few years and in those days you needed an equity card. So I worked towards my equity card. Uh, And then of course, once I got my card to change the rules, you didn't need it anymore. But I used to be paranoid about it that, um, I was untrained but when I look back on it it was the best training ever because mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I was training on the job you know yeah. and working with great people like Glenda Jackson and Rupert Everett and
3: Amazing, uh, yeah. Amazing.
2: various people you know and also I think if I had I went to drama school I would have probably hated it I'd have probably rebelled yeah. uh, and get bored and fed up I've never been very good with authority at the best of times um, She <laughs> could probably tell Mr McCall. <laughs> Um, but, <laughs> Jet, is it? Aye,
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <He's>, bang <laughs> He's dead, he's dead, no, stop it. kicking him
4: Someone's
2: knocking at the door
4: Bang <laughs> <And> <laughs> me a favour oh, Open the door <laughs> Bang <laughs> <And> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, we, can, we can sing a line from any McCartney song and put bang in the end well now pretty, we can pretty much <laughs> that's going to be the thing bum
2: bum bum I am bang
4: Don't caught swim bang <laughs> go
2: chasing water bang <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, too <good. laughs> <Two good>. <laughs> Yesterday, all <laughs> oh, my troubles seem so bang Oh, i I could
1: do a whole show just for that Oh, we need to start a Paul McCartney hate club, an official one. Jesus, just charge one pound for membership? We'll be millionaires within
0: weeks. Uh, oh, man. Sorry, Gav, you were saying. So, uh, <laughs> oh, Jesus, man. <laughs> got a great Uh, set of
1: lawyers we might end up getting (laughs) he's got a great set you know
2: um i just kind of get that out of my head (laughs) (laughs) do me a favor open the door bang
4: (laughs) <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, I, so I the, I, oh, I, I that to the sets and then I oh, <laughs> um, God. was killing people. No, I, <laughs> and then I uh, I went to that to Rain Dog Theatre Company, who, who, who was Bobby Carlyle, Robert Carlisle's yeah. Theatre Company, yeah. and that was quite odd because I I kind of went from the sets. And my first day at Bobby's theater company, I walked in this makeshift canteen and there was a couple of guys talking about football and the big end of their car being gone. And I thought, oh, <laughs> obviously technicians.
4: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: and it was the first time I realised that you could be Glaswegian and an actor. And that <laughs> these people spoke like that. I was like, oh my God, because at the sixth it was mainly English actors and yeah, yeah, local-based yeah. actors. So... Um, so that was quite a revelation as well, and yeah. uh, from one extreme to the other. So, oh, hold on. There we are, you're back. Oh, no, back. Nice. hold on.
0: Back
2: here. just plugged myself in. That was my warning, my power was going a bit there.
0: I'll
1: lie down on the floor <laughs> with you. Any excuse? <laughs>
4: <laughs>
1: Make sure the dog's comfy. Paul. <laughs> so what we can't see is his naked legs akimbo right now. Here, Paul. You need to get a snook left. this. <laughs>
4: Come here. Look. Oh, oh, oh no. Oh, no. Oh, 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 hey, Paul. Hey, fella. Oh, yeah, Paul. Oh, uh, <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: Paul. Oh,
1: Oh yeah, we cute. Oh too cute. He is your buddy. Well, I, 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 I'll just peer underneath him. <laughs> Questionable. Yeah, Questionable. Nice shot of his thumb there. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: oh
4: Jesus. Really, brilliant. Um so I
2: where were if we? Where were we, Bob? Oh yeah. <laughs> that. Fill your boots. <laughs> it's locked oh down. That's, that's all we're on, You know what I mean? Right? Oh Let's get rid of these silly clothes and relax.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Let me slip my bra. Oh, my boy. Um, yeah, this is Bob. Bob, Bob the dog. Uh, and he's a wee Spanish rescue dog. He's a wee cutie. Oh
3: hey, and Bob. This,
2: the thing about Bob is that uh, he. It was my friend found him on Facebook, saw a picture of him, and said, oh, I think you'll love this guy. He's a great wee character, and he's he's a wee Heinz 57. So I was like, oh, brilliant, (laughs) brilliant. And I I looked at him and thought, oh, he's smashing, but, you know, you've got to meet a dog and see if you connect with him. Yeah, definitely. And then I saw his name, and I went, oh, Jesus, no, I can't have him. (laughs) How? And he was called Bobby. Oh, and I'm like, I'm not having a dog called Bobby, you know. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> would think you were
1: so vain,
4: you exactly. So much a dog called Bobby, yeah, yeah, yeah. How yeah. You know why. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And then, uh, so I was like, "No, I'm not having a dog called Bobby." And apart from else, I'm not getting into Kelvin Grove Park late at night shouting at my <laughs> Bobby. Oh <laughs>
4: God! And if, and, if, <laughs>
2: and if you do find it, will you give it a clap?
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and so the thing was that uh, I got to meet him, and we clicked immediately, and took him out for a walk a couple of times and all that. And then I said to the woman, "Right, I think I'm going to adopt him." And she said, Now, can I tell you something? I'm like, Right, uh huh. So I believe things happen for a reason. I'm like, okay, where are we going with us? And she said, You know, the, uh, the last four dogs that I rescued from Spain, I called them Jack, Victor, Isa, and Bobby.
0: Oh, no,
4: oh, no, no way.
2: way, man. And you chose Bobby, and you never realized why he was called Bobby. So, yeah, so he was named after me, and I actually didn't know that. No, after my that. yeah. that, God. Is that totally true? Honestly, that's yeah. honestly true. Oh, my
1: uh, God,
3: that's,
2: well, that's brilliant. Me and my mate went to the pub and we're sitting going, trying to think of names. I'm like, can I have a dog called Bobby? I Can not have a dog called Bobby? So we're like, oh, Patch. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Ziggy. <laughs> my dog. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all sorts of different, nothing fitted. And we kept looking at him going, his name suits him. Aye. Uh, and then I eventually went, do you know what? Just call him Bob, Bob the dog. So that's how he became Bob, but but I, he's actually named after me, but I didn't know that. No so that's that's
0: way, man. Yeah, that's, that's incredible.
2: Brilliant. Uh, it's a t- true story. So yeah. Was
0: meant Brilliant. To be. Yeah. So, I, well, I've we, sent you an email, Gav, that uh, we sometimes on this show, grandly called, talk about spooky things. Uh huh. And that's. Uh, yeah. You, yeah. Like but I don't think we can top that so (laughs) that's brilliant great story I know I never
2: thought of that because I think the thing I thought I don't really know that is quite
0: spooky yeah it's weird that's
1: so like you said before you used the word kismet Bob plays the karma card all the time you know because well, he's paranoid for loads of stuff that we don't know he's actually done. But um, he's, he's, always, he's always playing the karma card. No, before you've even asked a question. <laughs> think about karma. Well, this is a good thing, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> you know?
0: So I'm only isn't... asking, do you want a cup of tea,
1: Bob? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: well, when you say the word karma, uh, briefly, boy, it's a very quick one. Um, we bought a great record collection from Brotty Ferry last year. And everybody knows about this now. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's one of the legends of the town. of <laughs> Collecting, you know, it's um, a magnificent collection, and um, we're still working our way through it. Even now, it was that big. Yeah, a yeah, I'm that massive. And it took months to negotiate because uh, the lad wanted a lot of money. Obviously, um, it was worth it. He, he wasn't being greedy. He just what he had was genuinely beautiful mm-hmm. stuff. Once mm-hmm. in a lifetime, once in a lifetime collection for a guy like me. Oh, definitely. definitely. Um, you concur oh, You'll never, well, you'll never see anything see that like again. that again. Not the um, quality. Probably not listening. He might send oh. me an extra invoice.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm only kidding, Steve. He's not like that. He's a very good guy. Yeah, and yeah. We both are into like Eastern philosophies and, you know, all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I did martial arts. He did, uh, you know, all his things. And he just got rid of everything. He owned his own records label. He got rid of everything in London. Wow. Because he was deciding to become absolutely minimalistic and live his life that way. A very sincere guy, you know. So uh, we had a truck and went down and we're loading up the records into the, into the van after, you know, as I say, months of negotiation. And uh, he's selling a lot of stuff. And I got everything up and i have going to go into the passenger side of the, the van. I looked down and on his Chuckies, on his stones in his garden, I saw a credit card. Mm-hmm. And I bent down I said, oh, Steve, this must be your card. It's just been lying on the ground there. And he goes, no, oh, no, it's not mine. I said, oh. He says, is it not yours? I said, no, it's not mine. We've looked at the name. We've been talking about karma the yeah, whole time yeah, yeah. and materialistic things and all that. He said, what's the name on it? And I looked at it and it's, well, uh, we'll Bill led it out. Can you add out the second name if I say the first yeah, one? Okay, the name on the card was Karma. Whoa! Seriously, I mean, come Seriously. on, Seriously. come on. on! Yeah,
1: that's yeah. mental.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We both just looked at each other and, and you know there you are, you know. And then there was the word Karma on the credit card. Just wow. unbelievable, unbelievable. Um. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So there we are. Uh, we have to that's one of the rules of the show is we have to board the guests with one story. And that's that's it. You're you're now off the hook.
2: <laughs> oh, but it was back to me then. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love no, that story. The story the...
2: that, that kind of thing because I've always kind of I'm like, Do I believe it? Do I no believe it? You know, the whole kind of thing about karma but that the whole thing that, you know, setting off sh- strings of events.
4: Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. And um and again, going back to the Bowie thing, which was quite amazing, was uh, when he passed, um, I get asked by this guy, Billy Coyle, who works at Barland and also worked at Hydro, when we did Still Game. He works in the crews and stuff. And he's worked for you, name it. Billy's worked for them. Uh, all the bands at Barras Bar- and Hydro and all that, amazing names over the years. And he set up the Barland Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So it's an award that, that comes from the crew, really. Yeah, to the yeah. people that they've loved right. and respected and admired, uh, and and that the bands who have loved the crew, so it's kind of it's a real genuine for the heart kind of yeah. award, and um, so they'd won for Bowie, and and they they kept trying to get it, and they were kind of told not just now that's lovely, fantastic, and absolutely, and we'd love to, but it's just not the right time, you know.
1: Yeah, and yeah, then
2: yeah. he passed. And, and Billy phoned, phoned us up and said, We have this award, you know, and we'd like you to accept it on his behalf, you know. And I thought, oh, What, you know, that? Uh, I'm deeply, deeply honored and humbled, but why, you know, why me? Look, well, we know you're such a huge, huge fan, and we just think it would be right. Colonel Muster and the Dijon Five, are a band that I work with quite a lot. <clears throat> And I'm uh, on their new album that's due out this month, next month. So they were playing that night. So uh, I would come on and accept the award. And just through accepting the award, it just started a whole chain of events. To, that So much so that the girl loves was out with, at the time, were lying in bed one morning and um, and she started talking about this friend she'd met, this singer-songwriter in America, this woman, and how she, this woman was infatuated by this guitarist. This guy, and he's called Errol and stuff. And I went, whoa, 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 hold on. Errol who? It wouldn't be Errol Slick to some chance. Oh, Jesus. And, and uh, so she said, uh, who's that? <laughs> I knew it was the end of the relationship yeah. right there. <laughs> um, <laughs> You're Chuck, darling. <laughs> after you've made my breakfast.
4: <laughs> and, uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> she said, well, hold on. I'll look it up on Facebook now. I'm sure she sent me pictures somewhere. Looks up these pictures of this woman who's called Rosie De Flores, I think. It was a singer-songwriter based in Austin, I think. And uh, and there she is with us. And I'm like, Jesus, that's Errol Slick. Is Errol Slick. That's Errol Slick. Like, who's Errol Slick? Errol like, Slick was like, he took over for Mike Ronson. It was yeah. about his lead guitarist, off and on for nearly 40 years. Uh, at that point, he was coming to Glasgow to play the whole of station, to station. Um with oh, Bernard uh oh the back singer for the Stones was doing the vocals. And um and I thought, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. So she got in touch with Rosie. It made sense to me and I was like, 'cause I've got this Bowie Award sitting in my house, thinking, What my dear winners? And I thought if I can get in touch with Slick, it should go to his right hand man, it should go to a foot soldier, uh, it should go to his wingman. Yeah. So, she got in touch with Rosie, who got in touch with Slick, and Slick got in touch with me. I wet my pants, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and was like, "Oh my god!
4: Oh my god! Saddle Slick!" Oh, <laughs> um,
2: we communicated and I arranged to meet him in Glasgow. So I, I get to meet Slick, oh, and I I give him the award on stage at the ABC. Uh, meet the road manager. I th- I also meet by sheer coincidence Lisa Ronson. No. Uh, who was doing the she was um the sort um the, the support band that night uh, w- and with her mum so I meet my wife and all that. And then from that Tom Wilcox who was a tour manager and I became pals so much so that Tom gets in touch with me. Uh, one night, what was, I put something up. It was the anniversary of Bowie's death. And they were having a big gig at Brixen Academy, and it was Gary Oldman and God knows about 90 different artists. And I'd put something up. We were rehearsing the Hydro uh, for Still Game, and, and Tom gets in touch and he says, Oh, are you going? I'm like, No, got, um, tickets are like gold dust. Plus, I'm doing Still Game at the Hydro. We're rehearsing just now. And he said, Well, I can help you out with half of that. Like, what? And so I get in touch with him privately, and he's like, I can give you a ticket, I'll get you in, and I can put you up. Can you no get out of Still Game?
4: <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, oh, Jesus,
2: Jesus. So it's the first day of rehearsals, I think, for Still Game. And I walk in and everybody's like, oh hi, great to see you. Oh, you excited? This is great. And, oh, 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 it's gonna be exciting. <laughs> <laughs> aye, aye, aye. Excuse me, I Michael to direct. Can I have a quick look? I couldn't get away on
4: the
2: chance <laughs> <laughs> I could miss a couple of days on a half. And uh, and you know, bless him. He said, Do you know what, Gavin? This you'll forget the hydro. <laughs> you'll never forget this. <laughs> You're
4: right. <laughs>
2: and so, uh, so it was brilliant. Wow. So I went. I spoke to Tom. Tom said, "Come down on the Saturday. The gigs on the Sunday, but make sure you come down the sa- uh, Saturday. Uh, you'll get a chance to meet some people." And I'm like, "Oh, whatever." So I, I go get the train down. Arrive at six o'clock on the Saturday. Go to this flat, in old Compton Street. That I've been told to go to. Uh, I'm standing outside, this woman appears next to me, and it turns out it's Mick Ronson's wife. And I'm like, Jesus. I go up, uh, Tom's like, all right, come in, do you want a drink? Do you want a drink? Uh, I'm going to have a shower. I sit with her for ages. Then we get round to the Soho Hotel, where they were basically showing the last episode of Bowie's Five Years, uh, in a private screening room with his band. Uh, and, and other people, like people from Spandau Bally and various people were there. But I'm sitting with Bowie's band.
0: Amazing, uh,
4: man.
2: And, and, and I'm sitting with Mick Ronson's. I'm sitting next to Mick Ronson's wife. And the last line was, and Tom's introducing me to all about his band. And the last line in the documentary was, they say, How would you like to be remembered to Bowie? And Bowie says, uh, I learned to think I had some really nice haircuts. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and 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 that's of course it's a skit. it's terrible. Our names went right out my head, which is disgusting because we've become good pals. Mick Ronda is Mick Ronson's wife, is in top. but but sitting next to me and just grabs my leg because she gave him his Ziggy cut.
1: Oh no,
0: no she way. was
2: the one gave it to him. You know, <laughs> and was married to Rosette. So yeah. and the band are all round us and they're crying. And I'm like, This is insane. Oh,
0: man. I'm, Jesus. I'm
2: sitting with Bowie's man. And then uh, Mike Garson, who was there, uh, who was Bowie's pianist, he came to Glasgow to play the whole of Aladdin Sane. And I was invited to and I went and did back vocals with Mike Mike Garson.
4: <sighs> and, what?
2: and he said to me, You know, I was meant to do one number or whatever, and and Mike says no, 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 just leave the mic up for Gavin. J- just come on and off when you want. Just sing whenever you want to sing. Like, I, no problem, mate. Not not at all. <laughs> 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 but, you know, so my, long-winded story, but my point is that uh, i just just this chain of events, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also yeah. how, ironically, the closest I'll ever, ever, ever come to my hero, but it all happens, sadly, but. What started the chain of events was his passing.
4: Yeah, yeah,
2: uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's really, it was really bittersweet. Yeah, uh, but quite extraordinary. And through that, I have met virtually every single person apart from the man, the man. you know, including accepting awards on his behalf. So <laughs> I he's really weird, you know, that's, but that's brilliant. A... That's kind a of pinch yourself moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah totally. And the funny thing, sorry if I'm babbling on you, but no, the good. funny thing was um, <laughs> when Mike Garson is out, it was Billy Sloan introduced the band on stage. And Mike Garson, Mike Garson so you can get it on YouTube, actually. But Billy gave him the, I did not know how I, was, how I was being introduced. Billy kind of must have given the wrong intro. But Mike Garson sort of says, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage. Bobby the Prick.
1: Gavin <laughs> <the door>. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no! Oh,
2: uh, so you can get it on YouTube, is uh, there? And I welcome to the stage, Bobby the Prick,
0: Gavin Mitchell. <laughs> no <laughs> way, man! I can't believe you got you just like that. Uh, but hey, what?
1: What a story! I you know. know. What a story. So I mean, you're, you're one step removed from yeah, boy. One yeah. direct yeah. step. I mean, Jesus, man. Yeah. That's impressive. Well, it's
2: quite amazing though, for fans like ourselves or music lovers, you know, you know how much oh, that means. Yeah, yeah, how yeah, I, yeah, definitely. Mind-blowing that is for you. You know, I was in cloud nine. I mean, the night that I did the, the backing vocals, it was ABC uh, and the, the rap part. there was a rap party for a movie I was doing, The Outlaw King, it was in the art school just at the back of the ABC. And I couldn't have cared less. And I, <laughs> and oh, I was there man. with my pal, and I went, oh, well, we, we'll put our head in anyway to say hello, you know. Yeah. are into this rap party, and I've never, ever seen a rap party like it in my life. I mean, they'd spent a fortune, free booze all night, ice sculptures and complete madness, and I couldn't have cared less. I was, you know, I was in cloud nine. I'd just been with my garson on stage. That's all that mattered.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. Hard to beat that. Yeah, definitely. And the stories
2: as well, just to hear stories firsthand, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, Garson telling you things about how when they were playing to like, you know, audiences of thousands and thousands, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. how him and Bowie would would put disguises on and go to raves. No way, um, man. And they would go in fields and Bowie would take the sax and Garson would take a keyboard and they would just improvise. And it said that nobody ever, ever spotted who they were. You know, Jeez, just by, like, you know, a really to, uh, cool. Giger, whatever, God knows so many people, you know. Oh, wow. uh, Stuff like that, you know, it's just pretty cool. And also, and I've now met, yeah, and that was the other nice thing. I was like, ooh, because, <laughs> excuse me, the road manager got in touch at one point. He said, look, Slicky's doing a tour. He's doing this one man tour. It's just going to, just him talking about his life and and playing uh, licks and stuff because people forget that Slick has quite an amazing background as well I mean Slick was the last person that played with John Lennon as well
3: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
2: on Double Fantasy and and the night Lennon died he was playing Walking on Thin Ice with Yoko and all that Um, so uh, he's got quite a pedigree Slick Um, which which you kind of forget there's a brilliant documentary that comes up Sky Arts now and again but that's it's um carol perkins and it's all these people playing with carol perkins and you look along the line the guitarists, and it's like oh my god and it's like yeah. Clapton, and george harrison uh gosh and then they're slick as well and they're just like wow that's some yeah. team of people yeah um so tom got in touch and said do you know where what would you recommend in glasgow you got a place where you think it would be good for errol and all that. And i said, well, but honestly, I it depends what you're wanting. Is it intimate? Is it big? You know, you know. So I ended up organising the gig for Slick, <laughs> uh, um, which is really weird as well. And, and uh, it was up at the Old Moor, which yeah. is 10 minutes away from my house. So it was weird. It was kind of like, I'll organise a gig for Errol Slick just up to the house.
4: <laughs> you can just stop <laughs> home when it's finished. Oh, my God. And then awesome. the next
2: day, he, he loved it so much, he came back and uh did the own more again and at oh. that point he said he asked for me it was me that was meant to interview him but I, I couldn't do it I was uh, doing still game uh, and I, I said I'd, I don't want to ride two horses and you know bugger it up and I was quite in- intimidated the idea mm-hmm. of uh, almost too close to slick to an interview might just be too much of a fanboy, you know. Yeah, uh,
3: yeah, yeah.
2: I'd probably spontaneously combust on stage or something. <laughs> uh, but, Hiya, Errol, can I just say, I love your shoes?
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> your uh, clavicles
0: uh, leaking. Uh,
4: what, you, what do you put in your hair? <laughs>
0: <laughs> is that amazing though, you, one, of, one of your heroes Getting so close To one of your heroes and That's just a great story but You know it's quite yeah. interesting Because we also spoke To
1: a chap um, A
0: fantastic
1: chap Called Steve Easy Suicide um, I don't know If you've heard of this guy Before no, But he's no. done Some wonderful things He's mm-hmm. been in the like, The Damned UK Subs Ah yeah well, uh, He was a drummer For oh, UK well. Subs uh, He played for The Damned Live He's played with Little Richard I mean he's He's done a lot wow. His, his time has been Varied for, for, for sure You know But one of the Cool things was is, is uh, his friendship with Trevor Boulder, who was a bassist in Spider's from oh, Mars, course, yeah. you know, and. Um... He was telling some fantastic stories about that. But more importantly, um, he came to, to, to write some songs and he wanted to, to put it all together. Stevie, this is, yeah? And uh, so Trevor Boulder's a bit of a pal and he got got speaking to him. And uh, Trevor's like, so w- when you get in the sound, it's like, well, I can, you know what? I, can, I can't afford it. And he says, Fuck, never mind that. Get around the studio, we'll make it happen. And he's basically gone on to produce. Trevor Boulder produced two albums for Stevie Z. Wow for free um, out of love care passion whatever you want to call yeah, it but Trevor yeah, Boulder yeah. is is a highly sung about chap he's supposed to be super super sound yeah. golden heart yeah. and it's really nice because we were getting some fantastic stories from Stevie um, about boy first hand like and uh, you know like they were what, who was it, it was uh, Trevor Boulder and a couple of them were all down having breakfast and uh, boy comes downstairs from starving himself basically eating a couple of jelly beans a day and that's it comes down. He's like, guys, guys, you're ready for this. And uh, what was it?
0: Mick Ronson, guitarist, Mick Ronson, Trevor Boulder on bass, and Woody would always be in the breakfast room having their breakfast. And he says, "This is how Trevor tells it because he he used to refer to Bowie as Dave." Yeah. Uh, they're having the breakfast one morning, and.
4: Dave comes down and he goes, hey, listen this, listen this, what I've got. Pulls a piece of paper out of his pocket and he says, it's on America's tortured brow and Mickey Mouse
0: has grown up a cow. And he said, we just went, oh, nice one, Dave. Yeah, good one, good one. <laughs> very unexcited, you not, know. Not very impressed and, and with he, that he, one. He st- <laughs> well, no, they're from Yorkshire, they're not really impressed with anything.
1: Yeah, Dave, really good, buddy. On. <laughs> oh, yeah, I get back upstairs. More. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, very good. Well, the talent, isn't he good? You know, sort of thing. <laughs> um, I'm having my breakfast, which is my priority here, obviously. <laughs> you know, and uh, it's just really cool hearing those firsthand experiences, yeah. like one step removed again. Yeah. And, uh, right. and coming from yourself, and it's like we've already built up so many links, like these one step remove contact to Bowie. Everybody except Bob's hatred towards Paul McCartney. Um, we're, we're getting, there's a couple of other ones. Interestingly, you even touched on Spando, Spando yeah. Bally, which yeah. keeps coming up with us as well lately. Yeah, um, it does keep coming yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. And the other
2: could... one that you'd like, Bob, actually, the, the other funny connection is uh, that, that Slick, which I miss sadly again, uh, is Glenn Matlock. Yeah. And him and Slick are great mates. Really? Wow. And they played Paisley. Uh, <clears throat> together uh, not that long ago just before lockdown and really? they did this t- tiny wee gig in a venue in Paisley Glenn Martlock and Errol Sleck you're like what? <laughs> what? And, and, and then during lockdown there's a guy I know Jesse Smith uh, who got all these bizarre connections who who is now because <laughs> that's the other thing when I sang with you can back myself a bit but when I sang with Mike Garson his, his bass player drummer and lead guitarist, are now Iggy Pops band. So I've signed with Iggy Pops band as well.
0: Because <laughs> Iggy Pops lead, lead
2: guitarist is now Kevin Armstrong. Uh, and Kevin Armstrong uh, was the MD at Live Aid with Bowie, And he... <laughs> He's, he also first met by he played guitar on Absolute Beginners. Yes. Um, yeah. And he he also, trying to think, and there's another weird connection because Kevin Armstrong also was in propaganda with Derek Forbes out of uh-huh. Simple
4: Minds. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yes.
2: Slip rock family tree. Yes, yeah, um, yeah, totally. And Kevin Armstrong was also the kind of unspoken member of Tin Machine. He yes. would play with Tin Machine mm-hmm. live. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. and stuff like that so again all these bizarre kind of connections yeah. um, God I even <laughs> lost lost <laughs> my there <laughs> going through family trees yeah. uh, so, so I played with them and um, and Jesse Smith was in this but, oh what was the movie called now Got a Dameron have you heard of that? I haven't that they brought out a couple of years ago and it's this amazing black and white film, also a real incongruous mix of people in it, uh, from uh, Lemmy to Grace Jones to Iggy to all sorts of people. It's this over-the-top, sharp black and white movie with a live band playing along with it, and Kevin's in the live band, Jesse does vocals Jesse's got his own band but Jesse also tours in a rock covers band he also has got his own Zeppelin cover band and he is amazing he sounds like the plant and stuff he's extraordinary yeah. and uh, uh, where was I going with this it was to do with Jesse I've lost myself um, just how people connect so Jesse yeah. started a podcast and during lockdown he, he only did a few and, and he was interviewing Slicky and Slick it's interviewing Slick who gets stuck during lockdown and glen oh what <laughs>
4: so, <laughs>
1: oh bargain bucket oh, wow
2: jesus uh, so I, it's Slick sitting in glen Matlocks, so just talking about this that and the
0: other oh jesus uh, that's fantastic uh, oh, so, that i love brilliant. all these wee yeah 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 it's brilliant. Absolutely. Do you remember us talking about that band, The Audience, the record that we loved? We just uh-huh. like, well, we actually, mm-hmm. thanks to Lee, we just decided, why don't we just try and find them? Now, this is 1970s, you know, the not oh, right? Late 60s, even. late 60s, yeah, yeah. So Lee eventually found them, got an email address, and they were on the show. We've, oh, interviewed this <laughs> ah, we've done it we've done it honestly it's going to be the, the the
1: closest album and, and band to my heart now i'm a massive boy fan and boy's my number one and has been for decades and, and i was saying it's not a question of it being favorite now anymore it's a question that see this album how bob and i found it the whole story behind it all yeah. of it unfolded and bear in mind this all happened about give or take, eight months ago. yeah, yeah, We're, we're of, yeah. nae talking yeah. long. I've got over 180 Bowie albums at home, you know. I've got one yeah. audience album, one. Um, and, and, I mean, this has changed our lives. But as I was saying, it's not a question of being the best. It's so close and special to you. And since we've interviewed the guys, I've listened to the album heaps, as I always do anyway, you know. But it's... It just, it's different. It's different. It yeah. feels yeah. different. It yeah. sounds the same, but it feels different. And it's, and you're so much more connected and it's weird now. Yeah. And, and, and I don't know. And it's
0: like, it's like, it's like, a, it's like, um it's like Gav meeting that, right? yeah, yeah,
1: yeah,
2: totally. It's yeah. like, it's like me, hopefully, uh, this will bring Exile back together.
0: I want to kiss you all. You're joking. I remember that. You're, stuff. Giving, you're giving us a challenge, Gav. That's I know. A it's, oh, <laughs>
4: well, it's all right. We'll, we'll get all these guys
0: to regroup and Gav
1: can set up the gigs for them. We've, yeah. we've got a wee business model here, Gav.
2: I, I exactly. You bring them on, I'll set yeah. up more. <laughs> <laughs> <The drink.
4: laughs> Magic. Right, and
2: the bro. other thing, you know, that you might find interesting as well it was just you know in terms of like uh, meeting people and all that was the end of Still Game was fabulous for that because my all time favourite episode for me personally just for sheer selfish reasons was uh, the, the the second last episode ever of Still Game and Winston's wedding because they they gave Bobby such a lovely wee yeah. storyline they had to go and find the musicians for the wedding yeah so because of that I got to meet like Midjure and uh, Amy McDonald and, and uh, Claire Grogan and stuff like that yeah, so yeah. that was a class like, you're just like how fantastic yeah. and you know when it comes to Rock Family Trees you know Midjure must have the craziest ever you know you think Slick the Rich yeah, Kids Finn yeah, yeah. Lizzie. yeah um, gosh who else Visage uh, Ultravox uh, you know what a career people yeah. really underestimate yeah. Midge yeah, sure. yeah. And everybody remembers Geld off, but they always forget Midge well the funny you thing know.
0: is a bit of natural justice uh, Midge's records sell very well yeah yeah, yeah definitely you can't give away yeah I've, yeah absolutely
1: true and, and, yeah. and just just for everybody so everybody knows I have tried to get in touch with Midge but he went out of class so uh, Midge oh, really? if you're listening get in touch Manny <laughs> you know That's you're in good company man. here
2: yeah, He's a, a, a lovely, lovely man and very approachable, and I really sweet, sweet, down to earth guy, actually. A, a very nice guy, much. And also, he do what he did in the episode you know, should the great, yeah, it, he yeah, could yeah, yeah. A, of course, about himself and could laugh at himself. You yeah, know? yeah. Uh, I don't so know if you I, ever
1: watched these programs, there was a string of comedy shorts, and um, oh, what was it called? It's not the thing. Kind of reliving,
4: things. yes. Because so it's like these real stories.
1: Life. That's exactly it. Yeah. And Midge uh, you're uh, and Bob, yeah. man, how good is he? It's brilliant. It's so fun. And actually, I thought Midge was really well represented. He looked good there. You know, he felt Scottish as well. Um, <laughs> it's, it's just just the facial expressions yeah, yeah. and the anger in every sentence. You know, um, and the whole you can't land the beat. <laughs> I mean, to (laughs) of off I can't land the beat you can't the beat cannot be landed it's just magic I thought that was just brilliant brilliant Uh, Mitch, get in Uh, touch Manny
2: I know that would be a brilliant coup he is lovely as is uh, as is Amy and Claire as well they're both lovely people as well right yeah and uh, I uh, because we've always had quite a close connection with Amy because she's uh, a huge still game fan still game was her um Specialist subject on Celebrity Mastermind. Brilliant. Really? No uh, <laughs> you know
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, That's fantastic. fantastic. How long uh, did she you was
2: raging about it? Because she came second, I think. <laughs> and uh, I, I don't know, it was two questions. And afterwards she was like, <laughs> she knew them. Oh jeez. And, geez. and, and uh, I so she's she's a huge fan of still game and she's came out on set before. Oh, Uh, why she was in the episode she's come to screenings and things like that and then the last time she played the bar lunch she invited me uh, and I went along, it was my birthday and uh, I'll know insult your intelligence I'd had a wee drink (laughs) and And her boyfriend was there and he's like, oh Gaff, Gaff does Amy know you're here? and I'm like, no, I don't think so and he's like, come here, come here and took us up at the side of the stage and the bar is and went, all right. And uh, and Amy just finished the gig and she went, No, and grabbed us and pulled us on stage. And she was screaming over the mic, Put the lights back up, put the lights back up. <laughs>
4: oh, <God>. sure. <laughs> oh,
2: no. Put the lights back up. <laughs> And I'm like, all right, yeah, he's there
4: <laughs> 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 Keep it
2: down when you leave and take your <laughs> badges back to the bar.
1: Support your local oh, bartender. Oh, oh, too
2: good. Fantastic. Which is the second time I've told the, the the people off at the Barland. I've been on the stage of Barland a few times as well, because I think the first time was uh um Bell and Sebastian asked me uh, to go on stage for them. So they had this idea of serving them drinks. And I was doing Panto at the time. And it was sadly it was the year that Jennifer Kelly passed away and, and I took over from them. And uh, so I, I get changed as quick as I could get down to Barland. Band are already on stage. And, uh, and so their, their tour managers like, I they've said you've to go on at this point. And they're you a know, lovely band, but they're they're not my cup of tea. I'm not a I am not I was not a huge fan, I didn't know a lot of their work. Yeah, and I'm like you're going to have to tell me what that song is you're going to have to give me a nudge <laughs> and then uh, like okay so while I'm standing with this tray of drinks I said which mic is live and he went what and I went is that mic there live and he went uh, why and I went I just want him. <laughs> And uh, so he gave me the cue and I walked on I walked on with drinks so the crowd were amazing the crowd were like whoa you know and I walked out to the mic and I was like right who who ordered the drinks <laughs> so and uh and look, what you saw students, aye? So, so I saw jingly jangly pop, aye? You could play <laughs> real music. You know, play a bit of Neil Sedaka, son.
4: A <laughs> <laughs>
2: bit of Spandau Bali. Some times, you
4: know,
2: this is. the no no music I all. This is this jingly jangly fish.
4: <laughs>
2: so I, <laughs> I dished it to drinks. I went over to Stuart. And sure does not drink. And I had a pint of lager and it was really bad. I just started going, take a drink. And he's like, I don't, I don't drink. I was like, take a drink.
4: <laughs> I
2: don't, I'm like, take a drink. And I was like, come on. And the crowd all
4: started
2: drink. Take a drink.
4: Shit. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 and then as I left, they, so it went down a the storm. They asked me, they did three nights. They never asked me back oh! <laughs> the next night. And I thought, oh, dear, I've bloated my copybook. Um, but they asked me back on the third night. I said, oh, well. And they said, no, 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 but we'd love to have you back the third night. What you did was great. Just do whatever you want. i like, okay. So I go on the third night, and, it, and the third night's a live stream. And I'm, so I go in and I can't remember what I said, you know, but I'm swearing and all that, all sorts of stuff. And I'm talking to the crowd and I'm like, keep the noise doing when you leave. And there's neighbours, no, I don't want a licence taken off me. Uh, so <laughs> what happened to the Klansmen and stuff. And they're all cheering. And all the crowd are going, Bobby,
4: Bobby, Bobby.
2: So my friend of mine lives in, uh, in the States and he's watching it on live stream. But he didn't know, so I just walk on stage, and he's
4: going, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, it <was laughs> in the bomb lad.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and then I start swearing and all the rest of it. So there's a live kind of stream of texts coming underneath, and there's all these little Japanese fans and all that going, why this man cussing all the time? <laughs> Oh god. why this man being rude to Stuart this is really bad someone should take this man off stage oh my <laughs> god that's brilliant so all these fans throughout the world think who the hell is that who's just wandered <laughs> on and started abusing the band and
0: swearing at the audience oh no, that's amazing <laughs> that is too good absolutely brilliant <laughs> so that was very
2: funny <laughs> um, but I've so been to Barland a few times uh, did a lot of charity stuff at Barland and you know, I've introduced big country and uh, um, what do you call it um, God that's terrible brain just blanked um, Oh, that, Alabama 3, of course. Uh, yeah. I, no yeah. wonder when you think uh, your brain blanks so Alabama <laughs> 3. Oh, <laughs> oh, hello.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Who did you go and see last night? Uh, oh... Um, Hi, <laughs> Alabama Three. Oh, hello. <laughs> yeah, naughty boys. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
3: yeah,
2: And I've worked with them as well. It's uh, been good because we did a film together in Ireland. In Alabama Three were in that. Um, so I've been really lucky. I think actors want to be musicians a lot of the time, and musicians want and to be actors.
1: Actor. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
2: Yeah. Yeah. and uh and. So I, I've been really lucky that my paths cross into the things that I love in lots of ways, and I'm all kind of like, ooh, ooh, ooh I became real, really good pals. Again, I wasn't a huge fan of the music, and I didn't know who the guy was at first. I was doing Panto uh, with an actress uh, called Laura Davidson, who's become... Uh, Laura Donnelly, sorry, who's become quite famous now. Uh, but we were, we were doing Panto again, and our boyfriend, Nathan... And Nathan and I became really close and we just had to off talking about literature and music and stuff like that. And then one day we were buying, I bumped into them after them doing their Christmas shopping and they said, uh, Laura quietly whispered to me, and said, Gary's been asking for you. Because they said, oh, we managed to get a guitar. It's just like Gary's guitar. Uh, uh, Smashing, good. Uh, I said, uh, Gary was asking for you? Gary? Gary Lightbody? Uh, Who's Gary Lightbody? He's the lead singer of Snow Patrol.
1: No.
0: Uh, Wow. All right. I don't know him. (laughs) (laughs) uh,
2: Well, he says he knows you. He's met you before at a party or something. I've obviously been steaming. Um,
4: (laughs) Jesus.
2: I don't remember. I didn't again. <laughs> um, but, uh, I And so we ended up, we became great mates of so Snow Patrol of great, great pals. And, and you know, so I've been really lucky that way that I've got, you know, a lot of great bands and musicians and, yeah. And, and get going to see them as well and, and all that. And if they're remotely interested to come and see me, yeah,
3: <laughs> Do you want to
2: come and see Panto Boys.
4: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, when you get back to Japan. I'm, I'm doing a Cinderella. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah.
2: Very, very good. Have you seen me dress up as a woman at all? I, you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought i ask it if you'd like to. It's probably just what you want after a Whittle tour.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's
0: amazing. That's amazing. That's fantastic.
4: <laughs> oh dear, well, Gav,
0: I'm delighted that that you've you seem to have enjoyed this as much as as we have. It's been absolutely.
2: Oh, God, it's, just, it's just it's just nice to speak to somebody, Bob. You, yeah, you know, it's just it's nice to get out.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: you know, well, I, oh God, it makes a change for doing the woman and the tells head <laughs> <in> at a Tesco. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, no. The person I'm I've really like, talked
2: to John Lockdown dog. <laughs> The dog's sick of me The dog good leaves the room now So it's the <laughs> one of in Tesco
1: dog have been putting on milk. weight
2: I'm like, oh, hey eh? well, We've had an awful lot of weather today, haven't we?
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, oh,
3: Jesus, God, man. it's that
2: clown again We've man.
0: invented a new game though today and Which I don't think we'll ever live down And that is you start the line to any Beatles or McCartney song and somebody goes bang. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Next time a somebody comes in, Bye Beatles <laughs> definitely,
4: <laughs> definitely. Simply having a wonderful
1: bang. <laughs> Let's see if we can't start a
0: worldwide <laughs> trend with this now, you know? Oh, 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 this is like a Greek tragedy. I can't my hero and I'm <laughs> going to be the guy he sues. You're, you're going to be the guy <laughs> who's going to get him killed. That's a thing. going be lying there and like, e two Bob. E <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Jesus. <laughs> well, Gavis, I man. really hope we do get him on this oh, like, at well, some point. I, I, I'm now not so keen so do you I. Yeah,
1: yeah. Don't I worry, I'll be the one ripping them in be two. coming up. sure. Nay dangers. Absolutely. <laughs> Aye, please let me know if you do get them.
4: Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> yeah. Take, take, take your pistol up. I <laughs> fill it out with my cheese wire.
4: <laughs>
0: I just hear this voice coming into the room. Have you heard Revolver? Why <laughs> don't <laughs> you want <to> hear it? <laughs>
4: this is what revolver
2: really sounds like oh (laughs)
0: Jesus (laughs) I'll never be able to hear that let them in without hearing bags. too (laughs) good too good (laughs) <laughs> well, Gar, it's, it's been oh, absolutely man. absolutely fantastic speaking to you there's so much more we could even win. we'll have to have you on again at some stage if you didn't that'd be magic <laughs> if you could yeah so much stuff we could go through it's, been, it's so brilliant for our listeners to hear somebody with such a passion for music all joking aside I mean clearly I oh, yeah, love your music yeah. and to have met all oh, your heroes is just oh, amazing oh, no, th-
2: thank you no, it's fab and I'm looking forward to when I come off I'm going to go and uh, listen to your suggestion in the Good. audience and, please and, please I, and I think I, all that, just like I my mate Neil or various people, it just, it's just an, a, a brilliant thing. It just yeah. never stops. I think yeah. there's nothing better than when somebody suggests something new to uh-huh. you, you know, something that you can explore. and uh, It's just, God, and, and again, particularly at the moment, during lockdown, et cetera, it's just meant everything, I think. All the yeah. uh, reigniting passions and memories and, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and evoking so many things, yeah. you know, yeah, uh, music not, and music. Of uh, yeah. literature, it's it's immense. I mean, I've just fallen in love with so much again. Uh, so so many uh, new pieces of music. Another wee roads that takes you, you know, and uh, that you explore other stuff, you know, yeah. is fabulous. So,
0: well, Gav, but, yeah. if, you, if you wanted to um, drop us drop us a note and recommend something to us, and then the next podcast, oh please, we'll do. start off, yeah. We'll start off by saying, and this is our last guest, uh, Gav uh recommend oh, cool yeah and we'll we'll tell the one i want to kiss you off <laughs> <all.
4: laughs> <Bang. laughs> <laughs>
0: you
1: never know Tom. that might actually be the song that goes through me, bob the dog's head every time he's licking our balls <laughs> I want to lick you all
4: oh, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> fantastic that was fantastic oh Jesus it's too good well thanks again uh, thanks again Gavin that's absolutely fantastic really pleased to see you and you're, Absolute looking, you're looking pleasure.
2: Really well oh bless you sir lovely to see you both and you Ross
0: Ross, he's <laughs> right
1: Ross is now in visual. Oh, <laughs> There's the his hand. He's out his cage. That's a,
0: that's a big hand.
1: <laughs> yeah. Wait uh, hello. <laughs> <Yeah>. hello.
0: <laughs> Great to meet you too Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks again, Gav. All right, troops. Right. And I like, like very well. Very pleased. That's Absolutely. No, good. an absolute pleasure. I hope you enjoyed
1: it. I'm sure everybody listening will. Yeah. I hope you can use it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to. Definitely.
2: Mean? I'm like, oh, shouldn't I have said that? What do you we mean you didn't? We went Did
3: you... a bit far there. But let's but, keep um,
1: it online but, so that we've got this proven. Yeah, we're not covering any legal costs when it comes to McCartney. <laughs> you're, on, you're on your own.
0: Oh, no, Jesus. I'll get my mate to let his tires down. Now. <laughs> <laughs> <Dang>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, magic. Geez. Magic. Well, have, have a great rest of your day, my friend. Thank you, sir. My we'll wait, take wee
2: Bob. He's lying in his bed waiting. Look, like, honey, up you you <laughs> can like,
1: listen to that album when you're out for your walkie then
2: you're techno- t- talking all this I fucking heard about bowie stories oh, <laughs> <laughs> the many times is that do you old
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh dear oh, <laughs> oh
0: man magic right. give our love to Bob please I do I shall do it there he is he's having a wee
1: scratch about oh like yeah wee cutie brilliant alright gal yeah. that's superb
0: Gov absolute pleasure. Cheers, buddy. You take care of yourself, eh? Well, I really hope you guys enjoyed listening to that as much as we enjoyed making it. It was I was in hysterics most of the time. What were you, Lee? I could barely breathe half of the time. I had <laughs> tears streaming down my face, so I was half
1: blinded. Uh, but honestly, it was just incredible. What a guy. What a human being.
0: What a beautiful soul. Absolutely. And some of these stories about Bowie, that was just uh, stuff that, you know, all that behind-the-scenes stuff and bumping into all these people associated with Bowie. I mean, jeez, that was that's some kind of karma working there for Gav
1: I used to be a bigger fan of Gav's than I am now it's the envy and jealousy that's taken over about 25% of my love for him Um, (laughs) I I couldn't be more jealous of his first-hand experiences and one step removed it's an incredible incredible um, opportunity he's had
0: absolutely absolutely and nobody more deserving of it than than Gav who's a genuine Bowie fan of the highest order I think we will now nominate I think we will now nominate Gav as officially our Bowie number one fan how's about that? top Bowie fan yeah go for it so there you are Gav the Aberdeen Vinyl Record Shop has just awarded you the worldwide accolade of number one Bowie fan and I don't think anyone's ever going to take that off you
1: it's official it's official and I'm <laughs> jealous
0: <laughs> well there's that that was their uh, latest input from our number two Bowie fan in the world Lee has <laughs> yeah. so just been usurped from his previous position as the number one there he is now bowing at the feet of the master Passed over my championship belt. <laughs> Hanging up my gloves now.
1: <laughs> Don't need any, any more Bowie albums from you, Bob.
0: <laughs> Here, but let's not go crazy, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> They're all gabs now. <laughs> Everybody needs Bowie albums, especially from this shop.
1: Definitely,
0: definitely. Bowie will change your life. I doubt no it. I think I must have mentioned to you sometime in the past that my, my kid's sister was a gigantic Bowie fan. Of course, I was a Beatles fan. She kept playing Bowie Through the Walls and all that here is things like Life on Mars or Oh You Pretty Things. And I'd be fighting back with, you know, Yellow Submarine. It just wasn't working out, you know? I wish her sister had opened the record shop
1: instead of you. <laughs> she obviously had
0: more musical taste yeah they made more money that's for sure
1: (laughs) well that's only to the benefit of our fantastic customers absolutely
0: absolutely when you ever hear Lee and me speaking and you ever wonder what we're talking about when we say third tub from the left all you need to do is come into the shop walk up to the very back go to the third tub from the left And you will find Mr. David Bowie. Not literally, of course, because he's buried somewhere else, but just his records.
1: And when you're giving us your feedback, let us know which part of the show they you enjoyed the most. And also, let us know how much of a Bowie fan are you. If you really are, we'll see you at the third tub from the left.
0: In the meantime, until the next show, Wax On, Wax Off. Wandering down Craigline, we- hey- hey, thinking this just might be my day hey- hey, to get a wee drink with all of my mates. I heard a rumor there's a superstar, cleaning glasses and tending bar, serving toasties garnished with dodgy.